0: Hey, this is W.J. from Culture Cast Radio, and you are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. There was a moment in the mid to late 1990s, after the death of grunge and before the return of pop rock, when rock and roll became something new. An unforeseen mutant genre of popular music exploded out of the darkest corners of the American musical landscape combining elements of hip-hop, alternative rock, funk, industrial, and hard rock, and favoring riffs and heavy syncopation over guitar solos. This new strain of rock and roll often featured down-tuned guitars, sampling, turntable scratching, and vocal styles that incorporated rapping, screaming, and growling. By the end of the 90s, several purveyors of the form would release platinum-selling records and it seemed like everyone got the life. Until oversaturation and a sharp decline in audience interest during the early 2000s would ultimately cause many bands to break up or simply fade from prominence. Of course, we're talking about nu metal. I'm Andrew Sahak, and this is Life Was Peachy. Hello and welcome to Life Was Peachy, the best podcast about the most questionable music of the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. I'm your host, Andrew Sock, and each episode we listen to a classic new metal album with the benefit of 20 years or more of hindsight to find out just what happened back then and what it amounts to in this brave new world. Today, I am joined by someone who is a former pizza roll... (laughs) <laughs> currently a content strategist. She's a writer, and she is also Life Was Peachy's first ever guest with a PhD. motherfucking D. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you think we got a lot of PhD <laughs> candidates walking through here? Hey, Want to talk about snot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> her name is Katie Cisneros, and we'll be discussing 2001's Toxicity by System of a Down. But before we get to that, Katie Sue, 2001 was a big year, so mm-hmm. let's talk about it. <laughs> How old were you? Where were you living? What were you up to? And what were you listening to a week before everything in the entire world changed?
1: Yeah. 2001, I was a sophomore in high school, which okay. put me at about 17, 15? That sounds 15 right. Yeah, in 2001, living in Gothenburg, Nebraska, a small town of about 3,800 people. Mm-hmm. Um Four hours east of Denver on I-80. You know,
0: I, I never think of De- of Nebraska being close to Denver.
1: Yeah. You I always think of it as west. being close to
0: Des Moines.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. And got, and, and then most of, much of Nebraska is closer to Des Moines. Yeah. So when you get far enough west, Denver is a, a more useful. Right. A more useful point.
0: Wow. Oh, that's fascinating to yeah. me. Because I always just think of Nebraska as like the Midwest and Denver is like the fucking west.
1: I think I think the border with Nebraska is the hard cut off there. That's yes.
0: interesting. Okay, so you're so okay. So it's 2001. So you're you're a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. What are you listening to besides System of a Down? Odyssey?
1: Besides this album on yeah. repeat
0: forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Weird Al Yankovic. Hell yeah. A lot of Weird Al, obviously. What's
0: okay? So what's Weird Al up to in 2001? It's Running with Scissors, what 97?
1: Yeah, and I don't know that. Had Poodle Hat come out yet in 2001? That sounds
0: close. It sounds about if not, right. I thought it
1: was a, around then. But either way, like, I was...
0: Because that's the one with the Force Awakens or whatever, or whatever the Star Wars begins. The, um, the saga, saga begins.
1: begins is on Running With Scissors. That's
0: on Running With Scissors?
1: Yes. 100% on Running With Scissors. Fuck yeah. me. And I would have only just started getting into Weird Al about a year, maybe a year and a half before that. So okay. I had this whole back catalog to get used to, which yeah. is great. So I'm, I'm spending a lot of my time with Weird Al. Uh-huh. And then System of a Down comes along.
0: And just wrecks the whole paradigm.
1: And at that point, I'm still also listening to, like, boy bands and stuff. Sure. So, but 100% like together. wrecked the paradigm. Like, uh, my music tastes are now so eclectic and, like... Yeah. The assortment is, is entirely... Weird Al and System of an Fault. Wow. Yeah.
0: I mean, Weird Al does kind of occupy a strange space in that, like, a lot... I mean, that's one of the first things we talked about yeah. when we first met, is where our mutual admiration for him. I think if you have any... If you have a good sense of humor at all, like, you kind of... You may not be a uh, Weird Al stan, but you're mm-hmm. certainly a fan. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, like, like, I still, like, think that Weird Al should be, like, you know, the... Uh, halftime show at the at the Super Bowl like it would oh, be
1: so much fun right. because then you're you're also what he should do is only play his the parodies of, of bands the hits who have yeah uh, who have played, who Super, played Super Bowls Bowl. before. yeah
0: you get the best of both worlds because yeah. it's funny and it's silly and it's a great show uh, we've both great. seen him live yeah. he does not fuck around it's really it's, doesn't it's great
1: I'm seeing him this summer we're gonna be in town where uh, State theater, maybe one of those. Okay, State okay. Theater. It's a continuation of his um, the last tour where he did basically just deep cuts.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that oh yeah, because he did do that. Yeah. yeah, god damn, I love Weird Al I so know. much. My first, uh, my first exposure to him. First time I ever heard him was like the Taco Grande song.
1: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then I
0: bought the food album, food album, which was just a compilation of all the songs about food. Anyway, mm-hmm. I could about Weird Al for, for forever.
1: It's too bad that this isn't what your podcast is about. <sighs> did mean, he do a new metal album that we could maybe talk about? I don't know if he
0: did any. He uh, definitely, I think one of the medleys might have some little element to it.
1: One of the medleys definitely has like
0: disturbed or something like that.
1: And some tool, but I don't consider tool to be new There's
0: though. a tool song?
1: I think I wow. think so Who did Can I curse on your butt? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who did I want to fuck you like an animal?
0: Oh, that's Nine Inch Nails. Okay, you did that's Nine closer. Inch Nails. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I but I I am fairly confident that there's some sort of reference to New Metal in, in one of those medleys. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was nothing if not topical. So, if he had any albums coming out in the late '90s, early 2000s, you'd think. Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, yeah. All right. Well, I would um, you. That's fucking. That's such a good uh, primer. I like to say primer. A lot of people say primer. I like to say primer.
1: Because you're because I'm
0: sophisticated (laughs) I say it with my pinky (laughs) ring. Pinky Pinky (laughs) pinky finger. Um, I should say in advance, listeners, if you uh, are noticing some audio differences here. I got it. We're no longer doing it at the studio. Um, Thank you to Tony and Christian at Minnehaha Recording Company. But I'm doing it at home. Got a brand new studio or home studio set up. So if it sounds a little different, sorry about that. But fucking fuck you. This shit's free. Okay. (laughs) I love you guys. Um, Now, that that's all all the way. um, Toxicity such a huge album. Massive success. There's so much to talk about. So let's do the deer dance with Toxicity. Um, standard disclaimer to, to Reiner to our listeners. There may be controversial or offensive lyrics and imagery discussed during the show. And we do not endorse anything unless explicitly stated. Um, there's nothing really to, I don't think there's anything to like.
1: You gotta sift through the inexplicable yeah. metaphors. These are
0: really these are, these are woke point. ass dudes. Yeah. I mean, except for Joel, John Dolman, we can get into that if we want. It. But uh, yeah, um, and additionally, there are quite a few Armenian names, words, and phrases. Um, we're gonna do our best to pronounce them correctly, but we might get some wrong. So apologies in advance if we do. Don't we don't mean to be insensitive. And finally, a uh, mild trigger warning: there is a song on this album that is about suicide. Um, It was a big hit, so you probably heard it, but regardless, we will do our best to handle that subject with all due sensitivity and discretion. Um, Katie, so tell me a little bit about your history with this record specifically.
1: Okay. Uh, Sophomore year of high school, uh, I got my first boyfriend. Hell yeah. (laughs) What was his name? Ben. His name is Ben. Ben. It was terrifying. Um,
0: He was terrifying? No, no,
1: it was terrifying. Oh, shit! I am, I, 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 under no circumstances, like, was like, mature level ready for something like that. And Some I, of us still aren't. 100%. That's love you, Claudia. <laughs> I love you too, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, it's it was his favorite band and his sure. favorite album. So as much as I hate to be able to credit, mm-hmm. or to have to grudgingly credit my love of this band and this album with my first high school boyfriend, sure. which I only started listening to because it was, he right. was into it. Yeah, yeah. That's the truth. That's what That happened. is the truth. And then wow. I just completely fell in love. And it's all I listened to for. It hyped me up. Like when I was getting ready for like speech meets, it, I'd listen wow. to Suey first before I went yeah. in the room and so be like, yeah, just fucking kick some ass. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. Wow. It was
1: deeply uncool.
0: That's so great. So, okay, so. That's so. Had you you had not listened to self titled system? Yeah,
1: no. I went back okay. and I went back and did that, and then from then on, definitely like kept up with the albums and okay. You know, hypnotized Memor- mesmerized came out when I was yep. in college. Right, loved those. Absolutely okay. loved those albums. So what about steal oh, this album? Steel this album came yeah. out while I was in high school as well. So okay. loved it. Mm-hmm. Also have that totally memorized. Yeah, no, they're – I mean. All of it. All of wow. it, man. But started with the celebrate toxicity. the
0: entire catalog. I do. I wow, do. that's cool. Well, I should note, listeners, um, when I first pitched this idea of doing this podcast, I was just telling Katie about it and you were one of the first yeah. people to, that you that i booked for this podcast you were just like i'm claiming toxicity yes. now yes. <laughs> uh and we hadn't even done the the self title yet my buddy kevin did that one so i was like well you gotta wait until we actually get there <laughs> um it's just taken us this long to actually get together and do it yeah. fuck you COVID 19 <laughs> um so here's my background with it um i was already a fan of system because i mean i was a sophomore in college at that point yeah um from the first time so i was very eagerly anticipating th- this release I definitely got it the morning it was released, and we're going to get into that that in just a second here. Um, I got it the morning released. I'm pretty sure I got it at the record collector in Iowa City right after walking out of Louis Schwartz Cinema and Comparative Lit class.
1: Wow! Yeah,
0: um, it's
1: a and, moment in time. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, you'll find you. Uh, I'll tell you exactly in a second here how I know exactly where I was that morning. <laughs> okay. Um, since albums comes out, came out on Tuesday at that time, I definitely went straight from the record store to my beloved pizza on Dubuque street because it <laughs> did two for one slices and on what they called fat Tuesdays and devoured this record voraciously with two big ass slices of, of pepperoni and as much Mountain Dew as I could drink. It was September 4th, 2001, the last new music Tuesday before the world changed forever.
1: I didn't. Know that, like yeah. I didn't know when this album landed. That's why I said I had this is none of this content. This
0: is a week before the world changed. Oh, wow. yeah, uh, and we wow. will get into some of that here as we talk about yeah. the impact this record had. Yeah, um, so we do play a drinking game. Um, Katie, what are you drinking there? You got uh, what I give you?
1: I I'm almost embarrassed to say what this is. No, you got well, to tell the audience bullet, it's bullet rye. Right. that's yep. rye, right? Yeah, that's rye. Yeah, but it's mixed with, um, just. Pure starlight and sugar. Yeah, it's, it's the Coke Starlight. Coke Starlight, which yeah. says it's space flavored. Yeah,
0: and it's wild stuff, man.
1: You think roasted marshmallows? I think cotton candy. Well,
0: they were saying it's kind of like a campfire. Like I can't remember what the marketing language it was, it was. Something like a campfire to take you into the into a cold journey into space. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like dying a little bit, just a little bit. And
1: you know what? It
0: sounds like a funeral pyre.
1: It's 2022. That might be exactly what they were going for. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're all dead. There are no rules. Yeah. Um, I am drinking a can of <laughs> Diet Coke. Oh, um, so I'm the only
1: one actually drinking booze. This is going to be a fun I, drinking I, game. I'm a
0: lightweight man. I, I, I'll have an Old Fashioned at the when we go for dinner. So whatever. Um, so anyway, here's the drinking game. So if it's a self-titled, um, chug your drink. No, it's not. So you don't have to chug your drink there. Thank if God. 75% or more of the songs are one-word titles, chug your drink. Only 64.2. So okay, okay. you don't have to chug your drink there. If uh, you take a drink for every band member, who goes by a street name, stage name, or mononym. A lot of people just call them, like, Serge or Darren well, or Shovel, first name. But, like, that's not, like, what they go by. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... That's
1: also because most of us probably don't know how to pronounce their last names correctly, and yeah. so we just don't. Yes.
0: Um, if there's an intro, like, a, a, a separate intro track to the album, take a drink, there's not. So, no. <gasps>
1: There's an outro, though. There
0: is an outro, yes. Actually, I think that's technically a secret track. Oh, okay. Um, which, chug your drink if there's a secret track. So you gotta chug your drink. Are yeah. you
1: kidding me? You don't actually have to okay, do it. I'm gonna take a little baby step.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, any lyrics containing misogyny, take a drink. As I said, sod, SOAD, I hate so-d. I, I Whatever. System. So ad. System are, <laughs> they're pretty woke dudes. Uh, but Balance and Psycho definitely at least come close to that territory. Um, well, they
1: do it sardonically. They, right. I mean, they've, got the, they've got the, like...
0: But I didn't know that shit. They've
1: got songs about, like, smacking your bitch up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's a great song, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes me mad that that song is so fucked up, because it's a great song. Anyway. Um, yeah, like I said, they're pretty... I think they're pretty woke dudes, so... But I did not know that shit when I was 19, and I guarantee you, most dudes like me yeah. did not. And I was pretty smart for a 19-year-old, but I still didn't fucking get it. I also didn't really know what those songs were about, so whatever. Um, I, don't any lyrics about, I don't
1: know if Surge knows what they're about. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No shit. Um, any lyrics about dying, death, suicide, or murder? Take a drink. Chop Suey. Yep. And X also. There's mm-hmm. a little mention of that. Mm-hmm. Any lyrics about hate? Take a drink. Nah. Again, these aren't. These are. They might be angry sometimes, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're angry like on your. They're, they're politically angry. They're angry like for you. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Um, any lyrics about pain or suffering? Take a drink. Yeah, Needles has some of that. Anytime the singer asks why or something similar, take a drink. There's some of that in Shopsui and a little bit of that in Forest. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a secret track, so chug drink for Arto. Um, now, um, can you name anyone in the band? Um, there's four people, mm-hmm. so can you name all four of them? Well, Serge. Can you give me a full name? Serge Tonkian. Yep.
1: And I can't give you any more full last names. Okay. But then John is the drummer.
0: Don Dolman. Yep.
1: And. Who, by
0: the um, way, is Serge's brother in law.
1: Oh, I think I knew. uh, Probably in the annals of my Mm -hmm. history brain, I knew that at some point. Um, Then, um, oh crap, Darren,
0: Darren Malachian on guitars, sitar, and Darren does a lot more vocals on this. Yeah. And from what I understand, I've never listened to anything beyond this record by System, which is weird, but I haven't. And from what I understand, Darren does a lot more vocals Mm -hmm. going forward. Mm
1: -hmm. That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way they harmonize together. Yeah. They're really. My favorite thing about them. They
0: play off off each other very well. Uh, and I don't and then, remember the bassist. Okay, bassist, bald head.
1: Yeah, and he had the long, long weird I beard. Know. He's one of
0: the original weird beards of new metal.
1: I know, but I can't remember his name.
0: Shavo Odadjian. Shavo. Yeah. Damn
1: it, I did know that. Yeah. <sighs> so
0: you got three names correct. So that's a counterfeit three dollar bill, y'all, with your name on it. <laughs> um, there are some additional performers on here. Um, Rick Rubin actually what? plays piano.
1: In, is it the chop suey piano I
0: think it's the chop Suey piano sh- I think You're that's blowing what it is. my mind I know because like, and the thing is like I forgot that there was piano on it until we did the yeah. research for this and I was like
1: oh, I, that's I got into Rick a Truman. long argument with my aforementioned first <coughs> well, boyfriend with Ben with Ben Mm -hmm. Because he didn't believe that there was piano in that song, and I'm like, listen to it.
0: There absolutely
1: is. (sighs) Like,
0: yeah, I can even tell you the the shot in the music video when the piano is. It's like when it's Mm -hmm. kind of like swooping underneath them when they're standing on like the diving board or whatever. That's the
1: first music video I ever downloaded because that's that's a task in 2001, 2002. Like, I spent all day downloading that music video. Oh yeah,
0: you think it was. Try in nineteen ninety eight.
1: Yeah, yeah. What
0: I am trying to download? Be quiet and drive. Anyway, um, and then okay, this one I am going to absolutely massacre because this is an Armenian name, Arto Sayin.
1: Oh, is he on the?
0: He's on the try? song Arto. He's yeah. also on the song Science. He plays. Uh, he does vocals and additional. Uh, it says uh, music, so I think he might have like helped with some of the arrangements or something. I
1: didn't know that that secret song had a name until I was listening to it on Spotify today. Yeah. Today, I Today. found out that that track...
0: 21 years later.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. no
0: idea. Wow. Uh, and then finally, this is a really interesting... Mark Mann, who I'm not super familiar with, but Mark Mann was an Oingo Boingo oh. and ELO. I love ELO. He did the string string arrangements, conducting and an additional strings writing. So I guess... I don't know if you could consider that a performer, but, you know, whatever. Um, there are string... Maybe he... Maybe he arranged it and then performed yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, all right. So a little bit of background about system themselves. I did talk about them on their self-titled debut episode. What feels like a lifetime ago with mm. my homeboy, Kevin Hurley from the great went. If you want to find out more about what brought us to here, I'd recommend you go back and check out that episode of life was peachy. Um, but I do have something very interesting here. So a good friend of mine, I don't know. Do you know Peter Haginian? so uh he since the armenian american experience is such a big part of system of down's identities of band i asked peter he's my favorite armenian american peter herginian to provide a little more context on armenia's history and how it helps define the band and their music so i'm going to play that right now for you um because it's really i mean i think that identity is really tied to who this band is so here's peter herginian
2: So anybody with a last name that ends in Y-A-N or I-A-N is probably Armenian. So if you know somebody that has a last name like that, they're probably Armenian and they probably know a Down. a Down came from LA and I don't think they all went to school at the same time, but they all did attend at one point in Armenian school in Los Angeles. Los Angeles has a huge Armenian population. It's as big as the population of the Republic of Armenia. Uh, system kind of get, got famous in the Armenian community, one, because they're a bunch of Armenians. Two, they had a song on their first record called Pluck, Political Lying on Holy Cowardly Killers, which is a screed against, a very angry heavy metal screed against the Armenian genocide of 1915. And it was the first time I heard anybody take the anger and angst about what happened to our ancestors and put it into a heavy metal song. The fact that Toxicity came out and then became a number one album in America and had, you know, it doesn't have a lot of overtly Armenian things. There is some Middle Eastern Armenian rhythms in some of the songs. That's kind of systems calling card. But the last song, Arto, is definitely a Armenian folk-esque song. The, the wind instrument you hear on it is a duduk, which is a double reed Armenian instrument that is difficult to play, and it's really uniquely Armenian. And also, Arto was the... Arto Tumbajan was the name of the first drummer of System of a Down. So, uh, some of Serge's later explorations of classical music and things, he I think he worked with Arto, but he definitely draws on Armenian folk music. So... The other thing about the system of a down for Armenians is here you have a country of 3 million people in the Caucasus. It's not really well regarded by its neighbors, Turkey, Iran, Azerbaijan, and Georgia. It kind of gets dumped on a lot. It's a poor post-Soviet country in a lot of ways. And all of a sudden you turn on MTV and here are these Armenian guys who look like Armenians and you know uh, are bopping around like Armenians, but they're playing hit songs in America. So it was a huge thing for young people in Armenia to have that, to see that on MTV. I actually saw System of a down on their first tour in Armenia, 2015. They performed a free concert in Republic square for the uh, 100th anniversary of the Armenian genocide. And it was a free concert in the main central square of the main capital at least a hundred thousand people there, and they just played for three hours. Uh, it was pretty amazing. You also got a sense that the system really is like a probably not a band that's going to have a ton more albums. They kind of got to the end of their sound in a way. but after toxicity, the mesmerized hypnotized, there's actually a lot more Armenian influence in some of those songs too.
0: So that was uh Peter Ginny and Thanks Peter for <clears throat> the insight. We do appreciate that. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. 100,000 people.
1: There's a documentary that Serge put out not not too long ago. Um I believe I I think it was one where like you pay for access when it gets released. And it talked a lot about um the first the first time really? they were able to play in Armenia, yeah. Wow.
0: It's just incredible stuff. So um, yeah, thank you for that, Peter. I do appreciate that. So, anyway, so back to the System. So, following the release of their self titled record, System grew a very solid fan base through constant touring. But that was nothing compared to what would happen to the band with the release of Toxicity, which came out on September 4th, 2001, through American Records, excuse me, American Recordings and Columbia Records. Um, while maintaining the heaviness and aggression of their 1998 debut, Toxicity features more melody, harmonies, and singing in the band's self-titled album, and while it's categorized primarily as an alternative metal or new metal, Toxicity features uh, elements of multiple genres including folk, prog rock, jazz, Armenian music, and Greek music, including prominent use of instruments such as the sitar, banjo keyboards and piano and that duduk that mm-hmm. Peter was talking about as well um, and toxicity was recorded at the cello at cello studios in Hollywood California uh, over 30 songs were recorded but the band narrowed the number down to uh, the number of songs that appear on the album down to just 14. Um, it was recorded it says from 2000 2001 I that's as specific as I could get on there but let's talk about the production crew just a little bit on here. So as I mentioned, Rick Rubin uh, was a producer on this. By the way, um, I should mention uh, Peter touched on this a little bit in his little clip. Serge is significantly older than the other guys. So at the time this comes out, Serge is thirty four. Chavo um, John is twenty eight. Shavos twenty seven. Darren's only twenty six. Wow. So, like, it, it's kind of an interesting to think that, like, there is a pretty big age gap there. Um, Rick Rubin's 38 at this time. And in my head, it's really weird because I always think of Rick Rubin as, like, an older dude. Oh, yeah. He's, like, not. He's 38 in, in 2001. Um, Darren and Serge also are, are credited as producer and co-producer. Um, you got Andy Wallace on mixing. Andy Wallace has mixed a ton of stuff um, that we talked about on this show. Um, he's very prolific. He's also old as shit. He's probably like 70 years old at this point. <laughs> um, you got David Schiffman on engineer, uh, Greg Collins additional engineer, Darren Moran additional engineer, uh Al Sanderson on adi- assistant engineer, Ryan McCormick and Jim Champagne as assistant engineer, Rich Balmer as mixed-down engineer, Dino Paredes, I think I said that right, as AR director. Um, Dino I think is a I think that's the Velvet Hammer guy. This probably doesn't mean anything to you, but um if you – listeners of our show, if you listen back to the episode I did with Brad Gunnerson about uh, American Head Charge, um, Brad talks a little bit about Dino on that, I believe. Um, then you have Lindsey Chase as production coordinator and Eddie, Sh- Eddie Schreier mastering. He's mastered a ton of records we've done on this show. So let's talk about sales on this record a little bit. Um, it was certified gold October 5th, 2001. So a month. Wow. One month and it sold 500,000 copies. Platinum less than three weeks later. <laughs> so <laughs> – imagine that that's crazy double platinum five months later on march 29th of 2002 and finally certified triple platinum 14 months after its release november 27th 2002 that was my parents fuck that was my parents 60th birthday no that can't be right
1: their collective birthday my parents have the same birthday (laughs) oh holy shit my parents have the same birthday that would (laughs) have been
0: that would have been my parents 54th birthday wow yeah Happy birthday to Toxicity and my parents. Um, Let's talk about the cover art just a little bit. So There's some interesting pedigree on this cover art. So cover art is a play on the famous Hollywood sign, as you know, uh, Katie. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's a system of down um, where the letters are at the bottom It says Toxicity. Uh, It was made by a guy named Mark Wakefield. Now, if you listen to our Linkin Park episode about hybrid theory, um, you would know that Mark Wakefield was the original singer for Linkin Park. Uh like, really? Yeah, he wasn't before Chester Bennington. Yeah. Huh. Uh and so he bailed like poor Mark Bennington oh. or Mark Wakefield, excuse me. Um, but apparently he still did the cover up for it. Um there's there's quite a bit of photography in here. Most notably I would say Glenn E. Friedman did some photography in this, um, who has done some very uh famous shots of like Black Flag. Mm. I think he did Beastie Boys, Shepherd Fairy, um very fa- very like well known um kind of punk photographer. Mm-hmm. Um and then art direction is uh oh, there's also Martin Atkins, John Dolman and uh Haley serrata did some photography as well.
1: Shavo the, the, um the drummer you mean?
0: Yeah, okay. yep, John the drummer. Cool. Shavo the bass player and Brandy Flower are credited as art directors um and System and Shavo I don't know why they separate the band from him but System and Shavo are credited as album art concepts john and brandy flower did the coll- collage art in there and then um interestingly enough so um american recordings all their cds were the same uh house format mm-hmm. they would just change the text on it um so the cd face itself is the same as that except Chavo rewrote it in his hand- handwriting oh. so it's a complete it's the sa- it looks exactly the same except it's all done by hand <laughs> so that's that um some noteworthy thank yous on here Darren wrote thanks to God Buddha Allah, and Lucifer because they are all so lovely Charles Manson for his inspiration and honesty and then a, a shitload of other ones so oh my God very interesting uh Darren's a goofball uh but yeah um so that's that's kind of the the lead up here I say. Should we jam some of this? Oh, please. Um, so 14 tracks, total runtime of only 4401. So there's a lot of songs, but there's short songs. Um, so let's kick it off with number one, Prison Song.
1: Prison Song.
0: Whoa. Whoa. You know what? We're going to do this the other way. <laughs> I told you. I told you guys experimenting with new technology here, and it's not going the way I want it to go. That's okay. You're doing great. Oh, I'm not losing my cool, baby. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Prison song.
3: hmm You're trying
1: to build a prison.
0: I mean, that's pretty old school thrash right there.
1: This was my political awakening.
0: Yeah. Yeah your political
1: it awakening 100% yeah 100% this song
0: not not the election of 2000 that came out in the I, few- I,
1: I, I, I didn't understand the election in 2000 sure sure to the extent that I do now mm-hmm.
0: you mean as the pivotal point for all of all the collapse of Western civilization all of everything yes yeah, yeah definitely I didn't know uh,
1: then just how much I would hate Roger Stone now oh man <laughs>
0: what a fucking guy Um, Yeah You know A lot of the talk about Nu Metal uh, And it's Like It's debt to hip hop Centers on the sonics You know the beats The bass Rapping I think What Sonic What System is doing here Actually borrows From the lyrical content Political pointiness Of Public Enemy Is a great example of that Like I think sometimes We want to Distance the content Of Mm -hmm. hip hop From the sonics and I think that's where System borrows from hip-hop.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's not even that much, I don't want to say there's no artistry in the lyrics. No. kind of are, but he's just, some of these are just factual sentences. Yeah. yeah. The population oh, it's, of yeah. the American prison system has doubled since 1985. Right. There, that's a lyric. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's literally like he's just reading a fact. It's very crazy to listen to this song in 2002. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 2022, sorry. 22, 22 Jesus it's... Christ,
1: 2022. I knew what you meant. Anyway, um, well, because it's that's it. I mean, it never stopped being right. It never stopped no, being the truth. It's just got. I think it got worse. It's just gotten worse, way
0: worse. Yeah, this part's so great. I love it's big it. ass riff.
1: Oh my god.
0: I mean, it's great. And as I, it's chuggy.
1: As I sat down and, like, parsed through this as a little tiny baby 14-year-old or whatever, I'm like... No, and now again, we have to remember. Wait. You're probably 15 in sophomore year. Really. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have to remember
2: that... I'm trying
1: to remember what the lyrics were, and it's hard because now I'm hearing more lyrics. I've, I've got them. Which, which part is it? Well, it's, sure? the, it's the... um. The research and successful drug policy shows that that treatment needs to be increased. Yeah, and, treatment should be increased. And yeah. what's the next word? And law enforcement well, decreased yeah. while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. I yeah. didn't know what a mandatory minimum sentence was oh, until yeah. that. Oh yeah. And luckily, That's I some
0: adult shit. I know.
1: And luckily, do you know that? I'm, That's adult and shit. I'm at the point where I'm I can look these things up on the internet yeah. and I can learn and I can go, oh shit, he's right. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And also, fuck the man. Like, yeah, yeah fuck this the definitely man. was my my end to that sort of, yeah, for lack of a better word, my liberalism. (laughs) I just, yeah. Socialism.
0: I love how like this song goes hard and it kind of ends kind of tenderly in a sense.
1: Um, so that was a very versatile voice. He's, he does one of my uh, top vocalists in my life because I love listening to him, especially harmonize.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's interesting. So i I pulled the lyrics for this from, from Genius.com, mm-hmm. um, which allows people to notate the lyrics like with, with pertinent information or their interpretation, and they they felt the need to go, all the notations on the song are a screed against the U.S. prison system. It's like, yeah, duh.
1: Yeah, no shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're kind of obvious about yeah. that.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so now we're on a track to Needles. Um, so let's jam that guy. And they kind of bleed into one another. Oh, man that little Mm -hmm. tiny little riff there
1: man i just i blasted this shit in my tiny ford tempo that i drove that's so funny
0: um yeah it just thrashes so hard um immediately following the release of toxicity system of down embarked on a tour in the united states and mexico with slipknot um, during their concert at Grand Rapids, Michigan's uh, Van Andel Arena in October of 2001, Adagian, was a, a Shavo, bass player, was harassed, ethnically insulted, and physically beaten by some guards when he attempted to enter the backstage. After the attack, he received medical help from the arena personnel and the police in the place. Adagian then filed a suit against Du Hadaway Kendall Security, the company that the guards were working for. Despite this incident, the tour as a whole was a success and since on, later co-headlined the Pulled Edge of Allegiance Leg of Slipknot's Iowa World Tour
1: I didn't know that
0: yeah pull what the tapeworm on your ass what do you think
1: the tapeworm is
0: I have no idea like I,
1: I, is it mind control is it? Is it like just concept I think that might be it yeah you? I
0: mean sometimes like his metaphors are very sometimes they're very opaque and sometimes they're right on the fucking nose yeah and you kind of yeah. never really know what he's doing with it
1: like, Which makes you wonder if you're they're even as as like on the nose as you think they are. Right. Yeah. You
0: you second guess your yeah. second guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can hear do- Darren kind of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, of course it's because my tapeworm tells me what to do. Yeah.
0: But I don't know what the tapeworm is though.
1: It's the U.S. government. The media? In.
0: I don't know. Needles? I mean, the song's called Needles. I don't even know if he says needles in the song.
1: I don't think I've come any closer to understanding this album than I no. than I did twenty years ago.
0: I mean, in some ways, it's very, very surface level. Like, and that's kind of the genius of this record. This little jazzy
1: breakdown. The next lyrical bit is my favorite. Oh yeah,
0: it's so cool. This is Darren singing here. In a second.
1: He's got some good solo stuff. Mm-hmm. They both do. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's needle.
1: And the whispering in the background. Can you hear the whispering?
0: Yeah. That's Surge, I think, whispering. Their
1: voices together. Yeah. butter.
0: So Super cool. Yeah. Um, Darren was talking to Loudwire. He said, in Needles, I had my own vocal solo part was sitting in my room. So I've broken into that slowly because I didn't want to just shoot fans in the face. But the song's naturally mutated this way. The band is growing and naturally moving in this direction.
1: I like that. Yeah. Huh. This
0: is just fun.
1: It's fun to sing in, like, in the car. Loudly in the car. Hey!
0: Hey. (laughs) It's so fun. I mean, this is like, this is kind of like a refusedy riff right here. Yeah. I'm
1: bopping over here. Oh, man. This is fun.
0: Um, so right, straight into Deer Dance. I love Deer Dance. I think the song is these great. These lyrics.
1: Yeah. These got some layers.
0: Yeah. This is one of Texas City's indignant protest songs. The lyrics were inspired by the police riots at the 2000 Democratic National Convention. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when mounted cops cleared thousands of protesters with a flurry of rubber bullets.
1: All I wanted, I'm used to listening to this by myself in my car. I want to sing along loud so bad. <laughs> yeah
0: on Staples Center as you can see the airport so, originally
1: I didn't know that the Staples Center was a thing I yeah. thought he was just talking about a Staples right like yeah an office supply yeah. store
0: you didn't know that, that I didn't that's know the Staples Center
1: yeah no, I yeah had no
0: idea. yeah absolutely
1: um,
0: yeah I mean it's it kind of it's kind of punishing in its own way. Like, just the, the delivery is like,
1: yeah,
0: fucking cops, man.
1: Fuck. I know that's that's exactly it. Even at fifteen, I was like, man, fuck cops. <laughs> like, so that
0: that line right there, I think, is a reference to Howard Zinn.
1: I think. Really. We
0: can't afford to be neutral on a moving train.
1: Oh, from the what, what was his the People's History, History of, of the United, United States.
0: States? I think that's Howard Zinn. Okay. I haven't read Howard Zinn. Oh, me either. I'm a bad liberal. But I believe that. No. I
1: believe, I, mean, I believe that that's what it's from. Yeah. me. Um,
0: some little
1: children with their fully automatics, they like to push the week around. Yeah. And that's absolutely the, what they hit on even harder in the next...
0: This bridge right here. Oh, wow. fuck, dude. Oh, man. I mean, in some ways, it almost kind of sounds like something from the 80s. Like, this could be in, like, maybe not Top Gun stuff. Almost like New wavey. Yeah. Like, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, this shit's dope. You hear that, whatever that... I don't think it's a sitar. I don't know what that stringed instrument is in the background.
1: Something plucky going on. Yeah. Yeah. With a helmet, oh. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, at this age, I'd say that... I'd say System of a Down has hold as much weight as like the Decemberists or Shakespeare and just expanding my v- vocabulary <laughs> words I had to look at. Yeah, up.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, yeah. And your musical vocabulary, you know, like sounds Absolutely. you're just used to listening to, you know? Yep. Um, except with system, at least they're people of color, well I guess not color, but you know eth- of, of different yeah. ethnicity yes. than just like, Ethnic hi, voice. I'm German I'm German, Norwegian, and French. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, yeah, and So I do want to touch on a little bit about, speaking of riots here, Mm -hmm. Um, so speaking of riots, on September 3rd, 2001, so the day before the album comes out, um, System of Down had planned a free concert in a parking lot in Hollywood, California, as a thank you to fans. The concert was set up to accommodate 3,500 people, however, an estimated 7,000 to 10,000 fans showed up. Because of the large excess number of fans, the performance was canceled by police officers just before System took down the stage, um, or took to the stage, excuse me. No announcement was made that the concert had been canceled, so fans waited for more than an hour for the band to appear, but when a banner hanging at the back of the stage that red system went down was removed by security, the audience rushed the stage, destroying all the band's touring gear, approximately $30,000 worth of equipment, and began to riot, throwing rocks at police, breaking windows, and knocking over portable toilets. The riot lasted six hours. <sighs> During which six arrests were made. I can't believe they at least arrested six out of 10,000 yeah. people. Uh, the band's manager, David Bino Benevesti, I think uh, homeboy uh, Brad Gunderson also knows Bino, uh, later said that the riot could have been avoided if System of Down had been permitted to perform or had they been allowed to make a statement at the concert regarding the cancellation. Yeah. System of Down's scheduled in-store performance the next day was canceled to prevent a similar riot. So, yo, those System fans,
1: you Did, know. I mean, which is a little ironic because that's not... I don't feel like that's who they themselves are. Like, it's, um, of course, that's the case.
0: Warriors for Peace, did, I would say.
1: Did 9 11 have any. Melt sort of steel in-
0: beams? Yes, it did.
1: Okay, good. Okay, we're on the same page. That fuel there. did okay. melt
0: those steam beams, steel beams. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Um, did it affect their marketing at all?
0: Yeah, uh, in a sense, yeah. Well, so you have to remember a lot of that marketing is already in place. Yeah. Because it's a week before. It impacted the marketing for almost everything that came out it impacted mm-hmm. the marketing for fucking Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so in a sense yes because Clear Channel put out that memorandum of all the songs you couldn't play on Clear Channel's mm-hmm. stations anymore and like Chop Suey was on that and you know all that stuff. So um in that sense yes it did but like I mean I have never worked for a major record label but I would imagine the marketing for this was all certainly lined up and mostly rolling out before 9-11. Because yeah, this is a, this is exactly a week before.
1: God damn. That's yeah. that's crazy. It's like Yeah, like
0: the Chop Stewie music video, people had already seen. That, that was already yeah, being aired true. and stuff that's like true. that. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, track four, Jet Pilot. Here we go. I mean, god damn.
1: I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to start again, just so we can hear just
0: how this song starts again. It's just like...
1: What? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Why is the horse looking at the jet pilot? I don't
0: know. It's. So I wrote, there are 44. I counted. There's 41 unique words in this song.
1: Huh. It's not a lot.
0: It's not a lot at all. <laughs> it's fascinating how the words both feel meaningless and utter, utterly meaningful at the same time.
1: Yeah. My. <laughs> My horse and my remorse.
0: Also, a bay is a kind of horse.
1: Oh, is that an intentional? I don't know.
0: I don't huh. think so, but I don't fucking know. He's smart.
1: Uh, it's true. It's true. And pretty inexplicable. Yeah.
0: This is such a weird line. My source is the source of all cra- It's not a weird line. It's a cool line. It's very, yeah.
1: I couldn't I think I could sit down with this for the lyrics for an hour and not really get anywhere near what I could see as a conceit. A clear meaning here.
0: Also, is it like a fighter jet pilot? Is it a commercial jet pilot? Like good question. Like it kind of feels like an uh, Armenian folktale or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's like a culture cultural gap, sort of. And I don't I don't mind it. I feel like I don't get like, there's something that's inherently Armenian-American or yeah. Armenian that you and I as Anglo-Saxon <laughs> yeah. people, like, just don't quite get it, you know?
1: Or maybe he's making it up to make us feel totally. that way. Yeah, totally. Just producing cultural differences yeah. and gaps. I kind
0: of feel like, you know, they should have had... I feel like Serge would have been a great Loki in the Avengers movies. <laughs> like, he just kind of feels like a little, like, a trickster. They all kind of do. Yeah. You know? But, but... Surge, like he gets a weird twinkle in his eye. And you're like,
1: what? He's also very handsome. Yeah.
0: All right. Now we're on to X, also called multiply. I think it's I think it's, I think it's pronounced multiply, but it's spelled as just the letter X. Oh,
1: okay. Um, oh, oh, X. Yeah. Multiply. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> so this has a little bit.
0: Long-term listeners of the show will uh, mention will know that uh, Matthew Gravy uh, Graves uh, mentioned the idea of a big dog, little dog riff. That's what's going on right here. Don don do don do don.
3: Yeah, big dog, little
0: dog. Thing. I like that. Um, yeah, a uh, multiply. This is talking about immigration, overpopulation, and the Armenian genocide of 1915, uh, which is a topic that's topped on many system songs. Yep. Um, but damn, it's so good. It's so short too. It's only two minutes long. Not even two minutes.
1: We don't need to multiply. No. Die.
0: Yeah, fucking die already.
1: That's fine.
0: Um, there's a documentary from 2006 called Screamers About the Genocide, which features the band members primarily Surge. Yeah. Um, and it was written, this song was written prior to the self-titled, it was held back until Texas, so it could be finished to the band's satisfaction. It was played a few, played live a few times between 1997 and 2001.
1: But not since?
0: Well, no, before, before they recorded it. Oh,
1: before they recorded it. Right, right. This is
0: also kind of a big dog, little dog. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, this is probably the most new medley moment on the record here. This is kind of uh, a corn moment right here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know, and again, I, I was not a, it's not like we learned in, you know, Western Nebraska in our history classes about the Armenian genocide. I learned Nobody everything did. I knew about it from the internet because System of yeah. Down told me what it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even, I mean, like, I knew that it happened. I didn't. I still, frankly, don't know anywhere near enough about it. Yeah. Um, so shame on me. Um, and I'm sure Peter Herginian would love to fill us all in on, on the details of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did lots of lots of reading on it at that age. And I even had so for my my senior year thesis or junior year, I'm sorry, high school paper history paper. We're supposed to write on something from the World War II era. And I yeah. knew this was off, but I asked anyway. And I asked, can I write about the Armenian Genocide? Yeah. And I believe my history teacher was like, the what? Yeah. And then I told him, and, yada, yada, and it was too far away from the actual time period of World War II for me to be able yeah. to do that. But I wanted to before, yeah. I wanted to do the research. Mm-hmm. I mean, still did, but only in as much as I knew how to on the internet, on using Netscape. Even
0: Wikipedia wasn't nope. really a thing in, at that point. Yeah.
1: No. Nope. So I just basically would read up uh, I'd Google things, but also get scared by what I was Googling because you're getting images and the atrocities and trying to understand like, why is this not something we talk about? If we talk about the Holocaust, right? Yeah. Why, why this and not that. And I didn't, I I was nowhere near understanding the deep politics of that. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a lot of things that are twisted up in that and, you know, Turkey and you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know enough about it to be able to speak on Mm -hmm. it. And frankly, Mm -hmm. shame on me for that. But, yeah, like I, I would wager that most of our listeners, and this is not necessarily their fault. The I think the American education system, woefully inept when it comes to talking about stuff outside of. Cause I think part of the reason why we don't know about the Armenian genocide is we weren't the heroes in that. We didn't show oh, up for sure and clean up the mess. Yeah. So it's like, why fucking talk about it? And it's well, like,
1: don't worry, the American I mean, American education system's getting it's getting better. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: we're doing fine.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Of course. Uh. uh. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't. Like, what do you know about Pol Pot? I don't know shit about Pol Pot.
1: And yet, I think managed you know? to kill far yeah. more people yeah. than any of the other yeah. dictators. That exactly. We yes. Yeah. Like that's an Eddie Izzard joke, actually. I, I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. All
0: right. Now we're on to uh the first single, Chop Suey. Oh, I love this song. I know this is a jam. Here we go. It comes up with just a blif- blistering riff here.
1: the memories the if you could
0: have seen like Katie just had to like put her forehead into her fist
1: it's so good oh man and then this drum you kidding me
0: yeah I mean that's a million dollar riff right there yeah Ugh.
1: this gets you jacked oh, man oh, like oh, yeah, I wanna go sure. beat somebody up now
0: <laughs> yeah let's go find some thugs on <laughs> <in> the street
1: <sighs>
0: and then it starts just fucking rocking
1: Headbang! Yeah. hell yes
0: um, this was nominated for Best Metal Performance in the 2002 Grammys alongside Slayer, Slipknot, and Black Sabbath. I didn't know that Lost... was even a category. Yeah, it's the metal. Oh. Best metal, yeah. Hmm. Lost to Tool's Schism.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Schism's a good song. I, I probably like Schism better than this song, but just because I like, I like Schism.
1: Did you know this song was on Rock Band 1?
0: I don't know shit about Rock Band. This
1: was on Rock Band I 1. Missed, and- I missed the... Here's what made me mad. I learned this I learned to sing along to this song. Uh Uh-huh. Especially this part. Of course. On a higher register than Surge, because my voice can't go that low. Yeah. And when I'd try to sing it in rock band, it would register me as wrong, even though I was harmonizing. Yeah. So anyway, I mad. I'm still mad about that.
0: Fucking Activision. Rude. Um, I have a lot about this song. Oh, I Um, forgot it. Loudwire re- included as the, in its list of the best hard rock songs of the 21st century, where it was ranked at number one, baby.
1: <gasps> really? Uh
0: huh. This this song, like I said, this was on the, that Clear Channel memorandum, um, which resulted in the song being pulled from playlists of just about every radio station after the September 11 attacks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It
0: did get returned after all, everything settled down, but
1: Things we're never still settled on, down. We're still on it's 2022
0: level, level orange high alert, or whatever. <laughs> Mm. Um, the song was originally titled "Suicide," mm. uh, but Columbia Records forced the band to avoid it to change to avoid controversy. Uh, the song the song title is a wordplay: "Sui" is "suicide" chopped in half. However, oh, yeah, no. um, now this part right here. Okay, that's when that's what Jesus cried yes. when he had a loud voice. Uh, yeah. with a loud voice as he said Father
1: into my hands I commend, I my, commend spirit. my spirit yeah. Father into your hands
0: and then he gave up the ghost
1: Saken me. this is like 15 year old Katie 16 year old on her now knees this, this in her is, bedroom this singing this is
0: Matthew 27:46. at the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying uh, Eli Eli Lama Abatian
1: and here we got here's Rick Rubin here's Rick Rubin yeah. playing right here
0: fuck you <laughs> oh, Ben it's Rick so Rubin good. Thank you. Um, yeah, Loudwire. Okay, so I got that. Let's see here. There's strings right here. Can you hear the strings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rick Rubin cited this as one of his most important projects. He told Rolling Stone, this song was originally going to be called Self-Righteous Suicide, and the record company rebelled. I remember wanting to go to the mat and keep the title, uh, and the band decided, let's call it Chop Suey, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, is it
1: Jesus's self righteous suicide? Are they basically saying because he willingly know. went, he willingly yeah. went to execution? It's his own self righteous suicide.
0: I never put two and two together, but that is a very interesting. Um... Interpretation. Oh, here. Actually, here's Darren talking about... The song is about how when people die, they will be regarded differently depending on the way they pass. Mm. Like, if I were to die from a drug overdose, everyone would say I deserved it because I abused drugs. Hence the line, angels deserve to die. Mm. Um, he also wrote, I wrote that in the back of the RV with that with that, that song. I didn't want to repeat myself. I didn't want to write Pluck again or Sweet Pea again. I wanted to explore something different. At the same time, I wanted to retain our style. So I put a lot of ideas together. Hmm. Um there was a video, a pretty significantly uh, successful video, um, which featured it was the band's first collaboration with Marco Siega, who directs TV shows now. He directs like a ton of like, Dexter and shit like oh. that. Um, it's set on the parking lot of the Oak Tree Inn Motel in LA. The band were performing the stage, song on stage, surrounded by approximately 1,500 fans. Only Serge wears a shirt, but Darren has some wild body paint going on. Yep. Uh, the crowd is wearing only black. Like it's, everybody's all in black. Um, editing devices are used to create the effect of the band members walking through one another mm-hmm. and teleporting on and off stage, an effect similar to the one used in the Red Hot Chili Pepper video "Around the World." Oh yeah, fuck Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: I'm not a fan. I
0: am. I am uh, pretty anti Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's fair. I, I'm. A, I love John Frusciante. I just can't fucking get down with <laughs> Peppers. Um, one scene briefly shows Tankian eating chop suey with some fans the only reference to the title edition either the song or the video the video also makes use of the snorry cam technique in which an actor will have a back will have a camera attached to them with a harness making it appear as though the background is moving and the actor is stationary in the middle of the video the flag of uh, armenia can be seen the video has been viewed over one billion that's with a b times on youtube
1: i had to i have to be at least a million of those
0: yeah, sure you sure are no
1: that's actually not true because again i downloaded the file before youtube existed right
0: yeah so you so just, I just had watched it. my own file you just, you, just, <laughs> look, you just dug into the archives yeah yeah um all right so now we're on to track seven bounce i gotta tell you this is the first song on the record that i'm not super into that's fair um i do like the bridge a lot the rest just doesn't really do anything for me it's um, very goofy it's short. It's only, it's a dollar. It's a, a dollar. It's a minute 54. It's <laughs> only a buck 54. But you mentioned it. It's it's very goofy. And here's how I, is the road I, note I wrote down. Imagine this as an ICP song. Oh. I don't know if familiar you're with ICP. I'm not super familiar. Well, that kind
1: of makes sense. But it
0: does kind of, like. Yeah. You know what this song is about, right?
1: I mean, I've always had an assumption about what it's about. Yeah. Dar- Am I right?
0: Darren said in a concert the song about having sex, but based oh. on lyrics, it could be about group sex, often often referred to as an orgy. Uh, oh,
1: often referred, uh-huh. <laughs> the
0: pogo stick so- Serge talks about is basically a dick. That's, that's from, exactly that, what I assumed. That's from Genius. Yeah.
1: Not I didn't at, know that. Not at the not at the age I was first listening to it, though. I was just like, man, this guy loves to pogo. Yeah, I didn't know
0: that at age 19. I was like, <laughs> this guy loves the pogo.
1: They lined up yeah. double quick, but just one pogo stick. So right. this is like, yeah. this is a... Uh, a female heavy 4G.
0: Yeah, they're jamming. Well, not necessarily. Dudes dudes like dicks too.
1: Okay, you know what? But it said just one pogo stick though. Does that mean there's only one pogo stick present? Dudes
0: like to get di- like pogo sticks.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, but is he the there. only one there?
0: This bridge is fucking cool. Um,
1: I like the warbling.
0: Yeah. Also, it, ironically, for a song about fucking, this song was used in the 2016 children's film, The Secret Life of Pets.
1: I remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know that it even made it into the movie, but it 100 percent was in the previews. Like, oh, okay. And I remember hearing it and like freaking out in the movie theaters because I'm like, "Why the hell is System of a Down in right. this movie?"
0: Right, right. <laughs> um. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. Forest next. I don't really have anything to say about Forest. Do you have anything to say about Forest?
1: I like Forest. I like I the voices in Forest. Yeah, but I don't really it's have any. one of those. On it. It's a complete enigma to me. Yeah, let's skip that.
0: All right, so now we're at ATWA, which stands for Airs, Trees, Water, and Animals. And we're slowing it down.
1: It's a ballad.
0: It is. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's as close to a ballad as they get.
0: Yeah. Um, but I do like it. Um, so Darren said he sings more on toxicity than on the self-titled record. He also wanted to be more melodic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to add a bit more harmony for myself in the songs, and that required tastefully mixing in some softer guitars between the really heavy parts. Um, he also, this is for a promotional interview for it, he said um, it's something that Charles Manson tends to really be focused on, even his so-called family that he's had there was a method behind what happened there that Charles Manson everybody sees on television Everyone, everything is always one-sided on television, I don't agree with killing anybody I don't agree with going in and slashing anybody's throats or anything, writing shit in the walls that's not what I'm into, that's not the side of Charles Manson that I'm into, I'm, it's more of his ideas and his thoughts on society
1: I don't know that you can be halfway into Charles Manson.
0: Yeah. I mean I yeah.
1: <laughs> like I don't A s
0: ask, ask squeaky Frome if you could be halfway into Charles Manson. Who was that? That was one of his women.
1: Oh, then no, no.
0: I think Dakota Fanning plays him in Um in that Quentin Tarantino film.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean I mean people forget that like Charles Manson before the killing, like he was like fucking I think it was Mike Love or no it was Dennis Wilson one of the Wilson brothers oh. I think or one of the one of the Beach Boys anyways was super good friends with him
1: I didn't know that
0: oh yeah yeah like Manson was kind of pissed that like he didn't get credit
1: oh, really yeah yeah
0: like oh, I love that? this anymore
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Darren Darren's kind of goofy
1: he is the goofy. He's he's an animal. Like he's I like the, if if there's a, a Muppet. If they're Muppets, he's definitely animal. Even though he's not. Yeah, farmer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this band is so interesting because it's like they really do walk a fine line between being goofy and being yeah not deathly serious. But like, we're gonna talk about some serious shit. Yeah. We can have fun when we do it, but this is real shit. You know.
1: Yes. If Surge was a Muppet, yeah, would be Sam, Fuzzy? Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: He's so stoic though.
1: John might be Fozzy.
0: No, I would John is Sam the Eagle. John okay. is super conservative. Yeah,
1: and he's real straight-laced, like mm-hmm. straight-faced like. Well, okay. I mean Serge can't be Kermy, that's too easy. The lead Beaker? singer. Ooh. Beaker's kinda funny. You don't know what
0: he's saying ever.
1: You never know what he's saying. Um, he's still he's still adorable. He's
0: very adorable. <laughs> Everybody likes Beaker.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, he's not Benson Honeydew. That that much I know for sure. <laughs> I uh, love Benson. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, science. Uh, this is another jam for me, um, and a kind of surprising one.
1: It's. I mean, because it, it's kind of religious. Yeah. When I would have maybe pegged the rest of. I would have maybe in general, pegged them as non, if not anti-religious. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, so Peter and I have talked, Peter Ginny, and uh, and I've talked a little bit about... So the Armenian pre-Christian religion is fascinating, first Mm -hmm. of all. Uh, But I think there is a certain spirituality that runs through even a cultural spirituality that's there even in agnostic Armenians. Yeah. Yeah. Science has failed our world. Yeah. Never would have thought that.
1: Science has failed. Has failed our mother. I mean, maybe what
0: he's saying is like we have the information, and we don't do anything with it. So agree, it's, yeah. so if so if, the, if you can't make a compelling argument and then you have all the facts, then the facts have failed. Because
1: we're always still ultimately going to be human. Right. Because science fails to recognize the most basic element right. of human existence. Right. Which is just, you know, is it spirituality? Yeah. Is it just our ability to believe in things we don't understand? Right. I don't
0: know. I mean, spirit moves through spirit all moves things.
1: through all things. And what was recently, though, that we, you know, Surge is kind of back very active on Twitter because... Well, it was it Azerbaijan? I believe in wow. Armenia. We're in political conflict, and oh, this part, this part's so fucking sick. Yeah. This is so
0: cool. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of. I mean, this is like pure moods right here.
1: <laughs> pure moods. So <laughs> this
0: right here, um, this is roughly translates to Armenia, my sweetheart. I love your son. Aww. Um, which is likely referencing a pre-Soviet Armenian poem called "I Love the Sweet, the Sun Sweet Taste of Armenia," written in 1920 by ageshe Karets.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that little bridge. So cool, man. I mean, sometimes they, like I've said it before, like I I think Slayer is a big re- like uh, influence on these guys because hmm. some of that riffing it's just I mean it's not showboaty but it's just like chugging along you know it's
1: chugging it is certainly yeah. chugging
0: yeah and then they just do these big old chords Darren is a badass guitar player
1: yeah yeah big time yeah he's fucking this right. is my this is like a-
0: okay shimmy Uh, I don't have really thoughts on shimmy I wrote I we'll just listen to it I like Fuck the it.
1: drums yeah but-
0: I wrote what if Serge was your suburban dad and you heard this song. <laughs> um I don't know what I mean by that exactly. Well, that's the little...
1: I'll think about it. I'll yeah. think about it.
0: Oh yeah, like like I was like what basically I was like what if my dad was yeah. sir, <laughs> Thank you. And like they're just like I was like I walked in and him recording this song and I'd be like what? What Education for, fornication in you are go. it so really
1: is him turning around and yelling at you, don't be late for school again, boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the chorus is kind of catchy.
1: Yeah. This I is... also
0: think shimmy, shimmy, shimmy is about fucking too. It's
1: gotta be, right? It's gotta be. This is my um, bucket list live band. I have yet to see System Live.
0: I've never seen them live either, yeah. I don't really have a bucket list. Because um, some of, like, uh, like, I'd like to see Hum Live... Most of the bands I want to see, I've, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But there are bands that I want to see again. Like, I, I'm i so pissed because Deftones are playing here in May, and I can't go because my sister's getting married the day after that. Rude. I know. What a
1: bitch. I blame your sister.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm a little fucking bummed about that. Like, Deftones is a band I always want to see. This part's cool.
1: Subjugation of damnation. I mean, it's meaningless syntactically. Yeah. But it sounds cool.
0: Yeah. You have this little jazz breakdown. Jazzy. <laughs> I mean, they do. They have a pretty deep bench. And, like, there's a part of me that wonders, like, did they bring all that to the table? Or did Rick Rubin be like,
1: oh. you know what I mean? Like,
0: I don't know. I mean, they're from L.A. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <gasps>
1: Title track.
0: Oh, shit. This is another jam.
1: Also another really good video. Another
0: great video. A very weird video. Yep. Um, oh, no. I'm thinking of Ariel's. Uh, also a weird video. Also very a weird. Freaky video. looking kid. Yeah. Um, Best
1: drumming in the whole album.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. John's really kind of showing us the the business here. Uh, Toxicity uh, is one of Sister Down's biggest hits. It's, the song reached number seventy on Billboard Hot One Hundred, number three on the mainstream rock chart. Um, it was ranked number fourteen on VH1's Greatest Metal Songs. I mean, so great. Oh yeah production's so crisp and tight on it um during a performance at the 2005 download festival darren said that the song was about the it was about add uh adhd excuse me um he said so he said going into it i knew serge was wanted to sing more so i guess that was kind of a progression and an evolution for the band i wanted to do all of that yet not lose the heaviness of the band like it's that hard punk metal aspect you can lose that sometimes and you get a little too eclectic it's
2: just so great
3: um
0: yeah this video was also directed by marco siega with chavo uh also getting co-credit um beginning a video shows the the hollywood walk of fame and cuts the band performing in a white void uh, Darren is wearing an LA Kings jersey with his last name on the back. <laughs> He's a big LA Kings fan. Um, during the chorus, a projector shows homeless people living on the streets. After the second chorus, Darren is shown playing the fast riff in slow motion while the band freezes and the crowd slowly appears. And the rest of the band resumes all the, the, as they all come in. Similar to the scene in the last video where the band was literally eating chop suey, this <laughs> time they're eating sunflowers. Eating
1: seeds, yeah.
0: Uh, right there. And then the final shot of the video is, is of the Milky Way.
1: Why seeds?
0: Yeah, it's such What's a weird that? line.
1: Yeah, and it's so prominent.
0: I don't think it means anything. Culturally, I don't think it means anything. No. And that goes to what we were saying. It's like sometimes he's so obtuse and you go, should I read anything into this? Service? Right, just, right. I mean, the way he, the prominence it has in the song, in the chorus, you think it means something, but maybe it fucking doesn't.
1: Maybe it doesn't. Because
0: I do feel like they are sort of like a chaos theory kind of band.
1: And for a song about ADHD... Yeah. You know, maybe that chaos theory actually has some structure. Right, right, right. Hmm.
0: More just thrashing.
1: So fucking good. And at this point in my life, I'm 35. Everybody that either, either... Most people I know either went through a system of a down phase at about the time everybody else did yeah. and they're kind of over it yeah. I'm the only one who's kind of Still remained there. a super fan yeah. so like we always I was home today put it on Spotify on the TV and, yeah. and Tim was like I don't want to hear Chaps Huey again and I was like why? Yeah. and he what's said what's wrong well, with you? he's like it just got massively overplayed and I said not in my life I was very musically isolated so right. yeah. I didn't know how big this was until yeah. many years later I had no idea how big this album was
0: this part right here Sounds like a sea shanty. It does. I, I I wrote. Uh, what did I write? Yeah, I wrote. When I became the sun, I shone life into the man's heart. Is a very atypical line for a metal band. But it's a very typical yeah. system line, and also <laughs> it's delivered like a sea shanty. Um, Maybe
1: that's the connection. Maybe that's the one line between my love of System of a Down and my love of the Decemberists.
0: Interesting. Who yeah. very
1: much do sea shanties? Yeah, I mean,
0: I I think yeah. Like if you wanted to go, if. I think yeah like they're in some ways. system is kind of like a folk metal band yeah yeah like not in their sound but like well i guess you could say in some of their sounds but like uh but like in their just like subject matter and Mm -hmm. their approach Mm -hmm. interesting Mm. um all right uh we're almost done two more tracks uh psycho number 13 um by my count there's only 40 unique words in this song
1: are four of them psycho, groupy, mm-hmm. cocaine, and crazy? Yep. Okay. Okay. This one I was very incensed by as a kid. I was just oh, like, yeah. there were still things where, like, I didn't I didn't know how to curse yet at this point in my life. It's so very like, interesting. You have to
0: learn how to swear.
1: You, yeah. Yeah. I learned it from my mom. She's very good at that. Oh. And I definitely learned it from- You all my...
0: right? I learned it from watching <laughs> you. You remember that? You might be a little too young for that.
1: Well, I know that line.
0: It's from a very famous uh, anti-drug commercial where this dad walks into his kid's- a uh, house a uh, room with like a crack pipe. He's like, Who taught you how to do this stuff?
1: I didn't know that's where that line came and from. He goes,
0: You alright? I learned <laughs> it by watching, watching you. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like just psycho groupy, cocaine, crazy. This to me is very much like um, Hypnotized Mesmerized era. Okay. More Hollywood, drugs, women, sure. but like, but like, you no know, tearing that whole world down.
0: Yeah. I mean,. I, I don't know their personal lives at this point Yeah. Uh, but I mean like I said Serge is 33, 34 when he's recording this Darren's only like 25 or 26 kiddos so you know maybe Darren's like out there living the Hollywood but I mean it's, the other thing is they're from LA it's, yeah. Hollywood is not new to them
1: no and they're extremely critical of it yeah 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 so yeah it'd be interesting because I like the song takes a takes a turn
0: here I like it. oh this. yeah it's super cool yeah, this this and like the instrumental outro, so cool. Yeah. Yep. God,
1: that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is.
1: I like this line. You don't have to be a hoe. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And again, as a sixteen-year-old, I'm like, oh my God! You're like, I don't talking have... about a hose. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I do feel like this last like minute and a half, like. If you had to be like, I can't play you. Somebody's like, you got thir- you got a minute and 30, 13 seconds to tell me what system of downs I play. Them this this part to the end of the song because you yeah. get the entire span of, of oh. what they can do. Yeah, play like a little pricey
1: for like for the like entire that. band. Except, I don't know that we get any of the of the classic. Darren, Surge harmonizing. Oh, that's... That's the only... And that, to me, is the most... Yeah. Really, musically, that's the most... Boring. Yeah, you're right.
0: I but. mean, Darren's screaming in the background, but it's so yes. low in the mix, you don't really hear it. Yeah. yeah.
1: God, I had such a crush on Surge.
2: <laughs> I still
1: do. That's so on, it's on brand only, for you. That kind of is, I suppose, yeah.
0: Yeah, this little Carlos Santana
1: solo here. <laughs> it is. Love it. I mean,
0: I didn't think it was until right now, and I'm like, oh, that is absolutely Carlos Santana. <laughs> but it's fucking cool.
1: It is so cool. I don't even
0: really like guitar solos, but this is cool as shit. I think it's because the production is, it's so textured yes. and layered.
1: Well, at this point, it starts getting really scratchy. Right, and,
0: right here. Yeah. I mean, that's like a tool riff right there. That's very much a Tool riff. It's not, it reminds
1: me, what's the Alanis Morissette song? Ms. Uninvited? There we go. That's yeah. what this reminds me of. Yeah,
0: which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Alanis doesn't get the respect she deserves. Because she's got a relatively well small body. <laughs> well, I think a lot of women like her. Yeah, but I don't think dudes right. realize, I'm like, yo, she's a bad bitch. Yeah, like, she's yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. Jagged Little Pill, like, I was bout Jagged Little
3: Pill.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, Uninvited smokes, and yeah, they're, yeah, Alanis is fucking great. I think that outro might be my favorite part in the whole album. It's smooth. I really like it. Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring, featuring Rob, Rob, zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Oh my,
1: Rob Zombie oh my, Thomas. I want like a good zombie he, costume.
0: I want to hear Rob Zombie on a Carlos Santana song. Absolutely. Um, all right. Yeah. Final track
1: this is a sweet, sweet song.
0: Aerials Ugh. with the hidden track Arto. Let's let's do this. This is the this is the longest oh I guess Spotify I think splits it up but on the CD it's one track yes Um, that's
1: why I never knew that it had its own name oh
0: sure okay yeah on the CD it's one track I mean come on Mm -hmm. it's a really interesting coda to the record because I feel like the record kind of for lack of a better phrase kind of blew blew its load on that song
1: yeah
0: and now it's coming back and be like we're almost done here's some final thoughts.
1: It very much has its own story arc. It very much has its own growth, denouement, big, big explosive moment and come down. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, The music video for this was directed by Shava with David Slade. Now David Slade is a film director. He's made hard candy, which starred, Mm. starred young Elliot page 30 days of night. You've probably seen that vampire movie. And the Twilight Saga Eclipse. <laughs> he's directed Breaking Bad, Hannibal, American Gods, Black Mirror. David Slade is dope.
1: I can see that in this video.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's, it features a disfigured boy who watches the band perform in a circus tent and dreams he's famous, surrounded by beautiful women, low cars, going on photo shoots and dealing with paparazzi. Um, it's cool. The hues
1: the in this one, this one, the video for this song reminds me of the video for Spiders. Remember the video for Spiders? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, started? yeah. It's like Spiders is weird because it's like a like surge like it looks like they shot it underwater. They didn't, yeah. but it looks like they did. Cuz
1: it's got floatiness. Yeah, to it. it's got like it's floating also
0: particles in it. Much
1: more horror-esque yeah. than, than yeah. this one, but I feel like the hues and the sort of the tints are mm-hmm. similar in both of them.
0: Yeah. Um, so Def American. Oh, I forgot Def Jam merged with American Recordings. Hmm. They were cuz cuz American Recordings was Rick Rubin's label and Def Jam was Rick Rubin's Um They released Aerials on June 11th, 2002. Almost immediately became the band's first number one single. It's only one to date. Two months later, toxicity went double platinum as Aerials continued to blare across radio stations nationwide. We didn't know it would become such a big hit or anything, but truthfully, we never even thought about it, Tankian said in Louder Than Hell, the definitive history of metal. It was just another song. We liked it, but we like all of our music. Anything we didn't Anything we don't like gets thrown away. Um, yeah. Love this part. Yeah. When the guitar comes in. Boom, boom,
1: boom.
0: That's some Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath shit right there.
1: So good. How many times have I said the phrase so good in this recording? I mean,
0: sometimes that's all you can 500000
1: Jesus.
0: Um, Ariel's earned the band its second Grammy nomination for Best Hard. Now, this is for Best Hard Rock, not Best Metal. Mm. Uh, in 2003, along with Godsmack, POD, and Queens of the Stone Age, it lost the Foo Fighters "All My Life." Wow! Yeah, huh. that's the piece Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, along with the second nomination, came an invitation to play the Grammys, which System declined. That's something that NSYNC and Britney Spears do, not System of a Down. Darren Malaki said,
1: "Fuck yeah. yeah, hell yeah, that's so good." Of course they did. They hate yeah. Hollywood. Yeah.
0: You hear the sitar kind of just mm-hmm. banging around in the background mm-hmm. there.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) it's it just
3: there's
0: that harmony like
1: yes and you get to end with it and then you just you can melt into the end of this album it's so good
0: yeah they really take you on a journey on this record um and it's short it's only 44 minutes long
1: yeah that's surprising cover a lot
0: of ground That's
1: cute.
0: <laughs> I think the record's the record starts with a cymbal choke.
1: Really? Ch- oh, it does. Ch- the beginning of prison yeah. song. Yeah.
0: Um so now we're, this is Arto. Um and this is uh I I don't you're probably not familiar with Soulfly, I'm guessing. Mm-mm. So Soulfly was Max Cavalera's band after he left Sepultura. It it Soulfly was like a new metal band very heavily influenced by Brazilian indigenous music, at least in the early recordings. And they would incorporate. They actually got Brazilian, tri, like native tribes, to come play on their record. And this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, it's because uh, because they're using indigenous instruments. Yeah. Um, this is that's the Duduk that you hear right yeah. there.
1: So, ever since I first listened to this, I obviously don't know what they're saying. I don't know yeah. the lyrics. So that means often when that's the case, your brain just makes up what they're saying and it's what you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I hear and always sing along with is I'm hearing hate, hate the chumbawamba.
0: Hate the chumbawamba. That's what I've
1: always heard my brain produces because I, don't I know what the I never heard it are. and now I can't not hear it. Sorry, I ruined, I ruined Arto for you. <laughs> uh, they're really anti-chumbawamba. They're not into yeah. tub thumping at all.
0: You know is an anarchist collective. Yeah. I know, yeah.
1: They're, they're way cooler than I thought yeah, they, they were. Yeah, they're
0: like, we don't want you to buy our album. We want you to steal our album.
1: Which, yeah. System of a Down. Yeah. Called, their, called it album. You, you heard it here from.
0: System of Down just stealing Chumbawamba's
1: thunder.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this is, so this song, it's based on an Armenian church hymn called Der Vagorma, which translates loosely to Lord Have Mercy. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't honestly stand by my statement with them being like non or they might be non-religious. They're not anti-religious, and I think they there's it's so culturally important. Like the thing that he called out a lot on Twitter when when Azerbaijan was um, um, attacking Armenia was them deliberately ruining religious and cultural sites. Yeah. So they're not anti-religion, but I think they're they're anti what established Christianity can do. Well,
0: also, so Armenia is the first christian nation
1: yep yep
0: um and so yeah i mean i'm i i was raised catholic i'm culturally catholic i don't believe in it right. at all right but like i have a lot of fun singing church songs yeah you know what i mean like it's goofy shit you know <laughs> yes uh yes. like come to the, you know all that shit like i'm into it i'm about it
1: and you'd probably like ironically the vatican it's a cool place yeah if you don't
0: i mean like you can Look, the Vatican has done some fucked up stuff. Absolutely. No yes. question about it. But if you can't go there and just be a like yeah, I mean if you're a victim, I'd cut you some slack. But like if you're just a dude like I don't give a shit about religion, it's dumb. And you go to the Vatican if you can't be moved like you 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 suck.
1: And, and that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not moved I'm not moved one iota by the religiousness no, of it. It's I'm moved by the humanity could
0: achieve the this. humanity thing. and yeah. the
1: history of it and the power that it's had over exactly. people. I, I am in awe of the power that religion can have over people. I am yeah. deeply Deeply atheist, but am fascinated by the power that... I mean,
0: you wrote a PhD about it, so... A,
1: about religion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Islamophobia, true. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's astounding to me. So, yeah, the, that, them, the religious sites as, like, cultural artifacts to me is, is what right what I really mean.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think that is an interesting conversation to have these days because I think that there are people, like you and I, who are not religious, who have just as deeply fervent beliefs about cultural things like culture has sort of grown to in some ways replace religion i know religion is a part of culture but atheist culture like has just as many totems and you know
1: just as obnoxious yeah
0: icons and whatever
1: yeah
0: um there is a bonus track on the japanese version called johnny it's kind of funny in like an abstract sense it reminds me of john Cleese doing like an absurdist monty python japanese
1: version of this album
0: yeah it's called song god i'll see if i can find it hang on one one no idea I don't know that I can find it.
1: weren't there also some other weird re releases of this album? I, mean, I had CDs that had like the Toxicity cover, but it was all tinted blue, and there was one that was completely tinted red. Oh, I'm failing at jogging my own memory here, but there might have been some interesting re releases, and I don't know what the difference. I have a I have on vinyl a B sides, a like non unreleased songs from this album.
0: It's not steal this album. No. It's oh not yes, this yeah, album. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I'll get into that in a second. Here, let's just see if I can find it on YouTube. Um, yes, it's not on Spotify. Um system of a down Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. You know that song? Poe? No. Angry Johnny. Poe's Poe's fucking great. All right, here we go. I got it. It's two minutes long. Kind of primacy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. John, <laughs> so in the Japanese version, uh, it pushes all tracks. So uh, it was the eighth track in the Japanese edition. which push all them up one number forward. It also does appear in the bonus CD with the French Special Edition, along with four songs from Self Carolina.
1: I mean, the... this is the first time in a really long time that I've heard a System of Down song I've never heard before.
0: I'm blowing your mind.
1: They just released some...
0: A, at least so. a track. Yeah. Oh, My name is Roger. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, it's so weird to hear him doing that exactly.
1: voice. Uh-huh. See? He's a goofball. Roger, he's a goofball.
2: Roger! Let me show you the ways of mine! Let me show you the ways of mine! Let me help you explain your mind! It's
0: not, I mean... I don't think it's a particularly great song, to be honest with you. It's kind of a filler song. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. you can see why it got released the way it did. I
0: mean, when you when you real when you think back on like everything else we've heard and how like just fucking bang on the record mm-hmm. pretty much is. I would not. I would. I guess I wouldn't say it's a bad song. I just don't think it's a necessary song.
1: Why Japanese only?
0: Japanese market gets a lot of B sides and stuff that we just don't get.
1: This was like. After Arto?
0: No, this was the eighth song in the Japanese. So, so they stuck this in instead of whatever it was, shimmy or whatever, and then bumped everything else back a track. Oh. So instead of being a 13 song album, it's a 14 song album in Japan.
1: Okay, okay. Do you yeah, remember I mean. a, a Legend of Zelda song that, that this is very early 2000s, and it sounds and was culturally attributed by basically everyone to system of a down that they did this legend of Zelda theme song song. No, because the voice is very much sounds like search Tonkin <laughs> at the time. I very much thought it was system of a down and it's not, but it was, really? even, it was even like miscredited on like Napster as a system of a down song. And it's just, as it's a Napster, Zelda.
0: I mean, people did that shit on Napster all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But it like, there's literally, I was, and that's what I was looking up on my phone just now. There's literally a story on Kotaku about it. From a from like ten really? years ago that said it's literally called "No System of a Down" did not make a Zelda song, but can we this find guy it yes very okay, easily. Let's see
0: if, okay, let's see if I can find it on YouTube.
1: And when you hear it, you'd be like, "How is that not him?" Because their voices are super similar.
0: Okay, I just type "System of a Down Z E and yeah. Zelda." Okay, yeah. "System yep. of a Down Legend of Zelda." Okay, listen to a little bit of it. Uh, it's only what's well, only a minute. And eight <laughs> 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 seconds. Yeah, true. Wait, there's a couple of things on here. Yeah, try them out. Okay.
1: I'll recognize it instantly. Is this is yes, it? Yes, this is it. I haven't heard this in like 15 years.
0: Link, here come to town. Come to save the oh, yeah, I yeah. can hear yeah. it. I can hear it, yeah, for sure.
3: Hallelujah!
1: Oh my God. I mean, I've always thought that that was actually surged. Now I'm hearing it, and I'm like... Oh, it sounds <laughs> more Greek to me. It sounds kind of yeah. Greek. Yeah. But I fell, I fell for it Yeah. back in the day. It's cute. It is cute. This was on my, like, I made myself mix CDs all the time. You see, that's very that much like, Right there, yeah. the build-up is where I go, it's not Yeah. That's like, like from like, the 60s, you know? It was like Peter, Paul,
0: and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Link, I think your name shall go down in history. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, So as we mentioned, System recorded over 30 songs during the recording of Toxicity, narrowed the songs down to just 14, one of which was Johnny. Um, The rest of that, and I'll get to that in a second, what happened with the rest of those. Toxicity peaked at number one on the Billboard 200, selling uh, 220,000 copies in its first week of release. It also peaked at number one on the Canadian albums chart it sold at least 2,700,000 copies in the United States and at least 12 million copies worldwide. Um, on November 27 like I said, this is my my parents' birthday. Um, November 27th, 2002, the album was certified triple platinum by the RIAA, excuse me. All the album singles reached the Billboard Hot 100s. Chop Suey peaked at number 76. Toxicity peaked at 70. And Aerials peaked at 55. So Hot 100, I think, is like just all music. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that's, I mean... That doesn't sound like a a big number, but when you factor in, like, fucking... Just pop? Yeah, like, I mean, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are still, like, crushing it at this point, you know? Um, Okay. Aerials peaked at number 50. Aerials would remain the band's biggest domestic hit until BYOB surpassed it, reaching number 27 in 2005. Aerials peaked at number one on the mainstream rock charts and at number one on the alternative songs chart. Suey and toxicity were both top 10 hits in 2005 toxicity went to number one on the album catalog catalog album chart, which I think what that means is like, that's old records. That, oh yeah. Like not new stuff. Oh, Okay. Um, so let's do some reviews, some critical reviews. Now, usually, um, I, I, like I'll just pull like a couple long ones, but this record was so widely reviewed. I'm going to do a few bullet points mm-hmm from some some reviews and then I'll then I got 3 like more or less full reviews okay So all-music writer Eduardo Rivadavia called Toxicity hands down one of 2001's top metal releases and wrote that the album may well prove to be a lasting heavy metal classic to boot. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. Toxicity is one of 21 albums to achieve a perfect rating from blabbermouth.net with writer Don K praising System's uh, contemporary review of the album as one of the few bands that people may still be talking about 10 years from now. Ben Myers of Kerrang! stated that the band had gone and better had gone and better. That must be a British term. Crang's hmm. British. Their debut album and hailed Toxic City as Metal Album of the Year, hands down. Q, another British rag, uh, <laughs> wrote that Texas City matches Slipknot for manic intensity while employing a free-form approach to Songcraft, which invites comparison to the lunatic fringe of the 1960s. I like <laughs> Slipknot. I think that... Uh, I would say System is a better band. They're so different.
1: And again, I couldn't make a comparison. I, there is nothing in this genre that I was listening to besides this.
0: Yeah, system. I mean, system is. I mean, Slipknot. There's just there's nine people in Slipknot, so no. it, there's just a million things going on, yeah. and it's it's much heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, Thompson, Claire of Entertainment Weekly called the album a strange and engaging with a wide variety of sounds, which all adds up to a bizarro type of metal that has a warped majesty and strength. Mm. And Robert of the Village Voice, cited Prison Song and Bounce as highlights and later assigned the album a one-star honorable rating. Now, that doesn't mean quite what you think it does. His entire review is as follows. Over arrangements, no prob for we who avoid art rock like the plague, this means to cure. He's very inscrutable. Criscoll is like, he's kind of a legend in a critic, but like... I don't know why because like all it's just he's so idiosyncratic. Hmm. So it's like you can't really like it doesn't really mean anything. Um, Spins Joe Gross uh, wrote that. the That's funny that his name is Joe Gross. <laughs> like it just sounds like a character. Yep. Hey, I'm Joe Gross.
3: <laughs> from, hey, this is
0: Joe Gross from Spin Magazine. <laughs> System of Down an undeniable nerd proc charm. Um, okay. Uh, Uncut, which I think is also an, an English magazine. Uh, wrote they panned toxicity mm. as virtually unlistenable. Oh my god! Thrash metal splintered into a million pieces by unnecessary time changes, topped off with excruciatingly theatrical vocals.
1: Unnecess- what? What demarcates unnecessary time change? Uh, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Keith Stone from Rolling Stone gave it, or Keith Harris, excuse me, from Rolling Stone gave it three point five out of five stars. He wrote, no getting around, this is a full review, no getting around, all research and successful drug policy shows that treatment should be increased, <laughs> law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences is one unmanageable mouthful, I couldn't even say, and I'm reading yeah. it, uh, but Serge Tankian doesn't try to manage it, doesn't try to make the statement sound artful or clever, instead, the system of a down front man reaches deep into his lungs, fetches his most harrowing, drill Sergeant Bellow and spews this position Statement as deliberately as a protester who wants to get every word out before a cop smashes his face into the cement. Mm. System of Down's sophomore album thrives on this sort of urgency, the adrenal rush that insists there's no time for ambiguity. Tankian's hectoring delivery says more than any lyrics do, both manic and schizoid. He veers easily from sing-rap rhythm to Cornish hysterics to demonic baritone growl to doomly uh, ruminative Maynard James Keenan impressions. I didn't really hear a lot of Maynard in, in that. Um, and if Prison Song, the anti-drug war uh, rant that kicks off toxicity, ain't Noam Chomsky, it sure ain't Nookie either. <laughs> Let me read that again. If Prison Song, the anti-drug war rant that kicks off toxicity, ain't Noam Chomsky, it sure ain't Nookie either.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh, nor, more to the point, is it the meandering impressionism of System 98, System's 98 debut, though Tankian is still capable of meaningless uh, palaver such as trust in my righteous suicide produced once again by rick rubin the music insists on moving f- on forward motion without trapping itself in a thrashy lockstep rut on needles bassist shavo adagian and drummer john Dolmayan uh add an eastern rhythmic lilt that explores the affinity between their armenian heritage and their metallic stomp On the single, Chop Suey, they unexpectedly drop an extra beat into the roll mid-song, creating a chorus out of what was a verse. Guitarist Darian Malachian is better at eking out colorful, squelching noises between the beats than composing, distracting, melodic detours. Then again, the the instrumental intro to ATWA isn't just quiet, it's downright gorgeous. Unfortunately, ATWA is also pro-Manson. Charlie, not Marilyn. Yeah. And if the cops who like to push the week around to protect their plastic existence are familiar targets for rebel rockers, so is the psycho groupie cocaine crazy that a tankian disparages. Like I said, this ain't no Chomsky. Maybe System of Down's newfound politics with their simplistic black and white divisions, make the world seem easier than it is. But that's a welcome pro- progressive counterbalance to a scene where Hard Rock, whether it's the intricate psychodramatics of Tool or the depressed conundrums of Stained, make the world seem <laughs> so much harder than it is.
1: It's interesting that he paints them as newfound politics. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, this is not new. No,
1: not not even like in their music is it new. Also,
0: yeah, yeah. And like not even in music period. Like, yeah. I mean, Ratings and he's nine years old at, when this album comes yeah. out. You know, it's not new. Yeah. Uh, Pitchfork reviewed it. Um, gave it an 8.2. This is Sasha Geffen. I did cut some of this down because Pitchfork is rather lengthy. In the, uh, <laughs> so uh, just cut down to the pertinent points. Raised in L.A.'s Armenian-American community, all four members of System of Down were primed to see through the myth of American exceptionalism that would justify the coming warmongering of George W. Bush's presidency. That is really interesting because this—I mean they must have written, they did write and record most of this before George Bush
1: they would have had to, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah, it, it is interesting to, to think of this as a pre-George Bush record because it feels so of... Anti-George
1: Bush. <laughs> it feels so of that era, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, they're families that survived Armenian genocide under the armada, Ottoman armado. <laughs> Ottoman Empire in the early 20th century they grew up in the United States with ancestral scars from a massacre still officially denied by its perpetrators which lent them keen eyes for political suppression and internal propaganda it's as if their position as ethnic outsiders is one of, in one of the largest cities of the US contributed to the atypical configuration of their sound I'm not going to read the rest of it. Fuck it. Anyway, mm-hmm. It's a good, good, good review. It's a very long review. Mm-hmm. Finally, though, the, my final review is from my favorite place to pull reviews from. It's from Focus on the Families <gasps> Plugged In. Have you heard of this no. website?
1: Um, no. I mean, I okay. no, no know Focus on the know Family. Focus
0: on the Family is... Yikes. So Plugged In is a website they've built for like mom and dad mm-hmm. who want to make sure that that their kids are consuming media responsibly oh my god uh, so they they the reviews consist of three sections so pro-social content um, uh, objectionable content and summary advisory okay this is by Bob wallazuski who writes all the reviews I mean mm-hmm. so he wrote pro-social content through the content though the context is unclear chop Suey invokes Jesus words in Luke 23, 46 and mark 15, 34, Without seeming irreverent, the band believes that science has failed to recognize faith as the single most potent element of human existence. However, the objectionable <laughs> content, um, System of Down will confuse young fans by feeding them anything goes theological stew. They suggest that God is female on Jet Pilot. I love that they're like, that's just wrong. Yeah. They suggest that God is female on Jet Pilot. In the liner notes, guitarist Darren Malachian thanks God, Buddha, Allah. Uh, and Lucifer because they're all so lovely. Not to mention Charles Manson for his inspiration and honesty. On Prison Song, the band wants to fix the prison uh, prison system by decreasing law enforcement and eliminating mandatory sentencing for minor drug offenders. Police brutality should be condemned, but officers are painted with a broad brush as a badge wearing thugs and Deer Dance. Needles angrily repeats, pull the tapeworm out of your ass. <laughs> also, Sigmund Freud would have had a field day interpreting the erotic pogo stick metaphor on Bounce. And finally, uh, in the summary advisory, he writes: "For the most part, toxicity pedals guitar pounding, lyrical obscurity, and head scratching streams of consciousness. Yet there's an ebb and flow of anger running through this disc. What's biting sarcasm? What what's meant to be taken at face value? Hard to tell, and not worth the effort. I think we agreed with kind of like the first little bit of that. Definitely not the second.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I was. I, I'm kind of on board with that up yeah. until like the last sentence when yeah. it's like, and to me, it's extremely worth the effort. Yeah."
0: Um, here's some additional accolades. The album is listed on Blender's 500 CDs You Must Own. It's ranked number 44 in Rolling Stone's 100 Best al- Albums of the Decade for 2000s and the two- 27th in the magazine's 100 Greatest Metal Albums of All Time. Spin na- named the album uh, number 219 on the list of the 300 Best Albums of the Past 30 Years. Hmm. Um, Spin also named Toxicity the Album of the Year in 2001 and finally ranked at number 38 on its list of the 40 Greatest Metal Albums of All Time. Alternative Press ranked it number 9 on its 25 Best Albums of 2001. Mojo ranked it number 3 on its 100 Modern Classics. The album won a 2001 Metal Edge Reader's Choice Award for the Album of the Year. Loudwire listed the album at number 1 on its list of top 11 metal albums of the 2000s, number 2 on the top 100 hard rock and metal albums of the 21st century, and number 11 on its list of the top 50 metal albums of all time. NME listed the album at number six on his list of the 20 greatest metal albums ever. Metal Hammer, Hammer declared Toxicity the best album of 2001. The Observer ranked Toxicity as, number, as one of the top 50 albums of the decade at number 34. In 2007, The Guardian placed the album on its list of 1,000 albums to hear before you die. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly also put Toxicity on its list of the best, 100 best albums of the 90. Uh, this is a weird period. Oh, it's 25 years. 1983 to 2008. Hmm. It's number 90 on that. Revolver named Toxicity the eighth greatest metal album of all time on its list of the 69 greatest metal albums of all time. The album was included on AV Club's list of the best metal records of the 2000s. And finally, Spice Girl, Melanie C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, picked it as one of her favorite albums.
1: Oh, I always knew she was cool.
0: Yeah, that was great. Um, so those are some critical reviews. I thought, I, I think we will do the, the old standby here. We do some Amazon reviews and we're going to go, we're going to trade off here. Okay. So these are all five star reviews. Okay. So every one of these is something, something people loved. Um, and cause we just want to put positivity in the world. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'll go first here. Um, this is from Vincent Osler and he wrote fantastic. I wish more people played this. Well, my son got me to listen to SOD, Soad." Because we would like to listen to RATM.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. okay, yeah.
0: Bad Brains, Drive Like Jehu, Quicksand, Descendants, Metallica, Iron Maiden, and other bands I was always into. You know, actually, I can kind of hear all those bands in system. <laughs> they really, grew, they really grew on me, <clears throat> and are consistently good. And their lyrics often make it all the more interesting. Highly recommended if there are other pe- oblivious people like me that didn't listen to them when they were at their peak.
1: Well, good on him. He good liked him. this album. Good job,
0: Vincent. these I mean, these are all five-star yeah. reviews. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want me to do one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, this is Stephen Mastis or something. Okay. The title is IMO, Best of All, in my opinion. Wow. From 2014. Okay. That's a long. That's a, like fairly recent review yeah. for, for a 2001 album. This album has the first system of, of a down songs I ever heard and became a fan of. Ariel's got me hooked on this band. The other noteworthy songs on this album are "Chop Suey" and "Prison Song," "Jump" and "Toxicity." Work for me too. Oh, pogo. He means pogo. pogo. Yeah. Or bounce. Bounce. Yeah. Bounce. Yeah. Jump. Bounce. Synonyms. Yeah. Jump is a peculiar song that is frenzied to the point of being manic. It's weird enough that I am oddly entertained by it. Exclamation point. The rest of the album is pretty good, hard rocking and quirky with a huge dosage of outrage. As musicians, these guys tear it up. I like to compare bands to try to describe attributes, so on that account, I would compare this album with Suicidal Tendencies*' Lights, Camera, Revolution. Oh, sure. Okay. I don't know that. Both are full of heavy, angry rage, but played very well. The members of this band really have to count. Oh, okay. The melodies, if you can call them that, are so fractured, stopping and starting in such frenzied bursts like machine gun practice. The singing is just as quirky. Both singers like to alter their voices in such manners as to sound like... As many characters or emotions as they can conjure.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, Paul W. Burgess II. <laughs> the House of Burgess is now. We'll, we'll read from Paul. Uh, he wrote a weird, wonderful masterpiece powered by a brilliant lead vocalist. I'm not much of a, of a metal fan and I downright hate much of the mainstream music of the 2000s. I've enjoyed some Queens of the Stone Age efforts, but there's nothing I would consider truly classic from the millennium. Nothing, I should say, system of a down this is one of the millennium's albums most deserving of the label masterpiece the promise shown on the first album progresses to brilliance on this one the songs are great the lyrics are intelligent and incisive but the vision is truly ambitious and adventurous above all tankian's vocal prowess makes this group and album what they are He can rage like the usual modern metal shouter. He can switch effortlessly to a powerful and beautiful, yes, beautiful singing voice, and provide theatrical delivery that one reviewer aptly compared to that of Bowie, the ultimate god of dramatic vocal theatrics. (laughs) He manages to be funny, passionate, and again, beautiful. While some tracks show these characteristics in isolation, many of them show it fused in an oddly powerful way. In Deer Dance, notice the delivery of sarcastic, Rubber bullet kisses, baton courtesy, service with a smile. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was pretty snarky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna read the short one. Okay, well, you're, we're gonna read them all. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna skip to the short okay. one. Okay, all right. Connie says it's a shocking album, very self aware and reasonably political. Okay. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, so
0: yeah, it's late.
1: Yeah. This album really slams a fist on the table and says, here's what's going on in the world and then proceeds to charm and sway the audience with stories of what is wrong with the world and what travesties are in progress. It's a remarkable work of art. It certainly came from a time where the term woke didn't mean forceful gentrification that is expected for the audience to blindly accept. Okay, I feel like that sentence is a lot to unpack.
0: Yeah, it certainly came from a time when where the term woke didn't mean sort... It's very weird. Forceful gentrification that is expected... The the audience
1: to blind. blindly accept is that anti-woke
0: yeah it is i think it is my mom i had to explain what woke was to my 74 oh, year old mother the other day that's too bad she, i was like well it means two different things it depends on who's saying
1: right it. yeah andy
0: what does woke mean oh shit
1: god damn it my
0: All right. uh, This is from Chris Edwards. He wrote a new metal album that is actually beyond belief. This is from uh, September 7th of 2002. So it's basically a year after. Because he's had a year to sit on it. Okay. System of a Down is a band that hates to have labels pinned on them. And this band has had their share of labels thrown at them. More labels than one would find in a supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we got we got Bruce Valanche over here punching it up. <laughs> Whether it being called new metal, political rock, or even Armenian rock, it's completely irrelevant. What is relevant, however, is that System of a Down is probably one of the few important bands to come out of the late 1990s. System of a Down is a band that I got into a little late in the game. I liked them earlier based on their hits Sugar and Spiders, but I didn't buy their first record until right before this one came out. And I didn't get this one until recently, for I had like their... I had liked their first tremendously, but my record collection is usually a little short on heavy music these days, save for Helmet and Alice in Chains. We talked about <laughs> Helmet on this show. This album is brilliant, though. What is relevant about System of Down is that they rock and hard, too, seamlessly blending eclectic influences into an immensely listenable stew that features flourishes of screaming, thrash, metal, punk, and even touches of folk music. They are unique. Their sound has been referred to as the bastard spawn of Frank Zappa and Slayer. (laughs) Honestly, that's not far off. That's pretty good. Which is about as close as a description as one could peg on this band. The Toxicity came out last year amidst a sea of other new metal albums, such as Slipknot's Iowa. But new metal is something that System of Down doesn't neatly fit into. Mm -hmm. I would agree. For they they aren't the seven-string guitar singing hip-hop beats, beat happy mommy hating posers that most of those guys are they just happen to get a popular around the same time as the new medalers. this album might seem uneven to some listeners but after reading an interview with guitarist darren Malachian, i realized that the sequence of songs and the subject matter here's a touch of brilliant as well uh, for according to Malachian, our album is just like life completely frivolous and happy one moment and completely serious the next hmm. Serge Tankin is without a doubt the most talented singer in hard music They're, they love to make just like blatant state blatant yep. statements yep there's no way that someone is better at this than than this guy that
1: you i cannot love. possibly doubt it yeah
0: he has the ability to go from a soft melodic vocal tone to a bizarre carnival barker's voice to a scholarly sounding rant to a blood-curdling scream within the space of one song his lyrics are wonderful too they're wonderful. They're
1: wonderful. So
0: full of wonder. Whether he's writing about the utterly utter stupidity of the U.S.'s laws on mandatory minimum, minimum sentencing for drug offenders in prison song or waxing about the excesses of Hollywood and rock stardom in Psycho. His lyrics always make sense. I, don't know, I wouldn't say that that's true. <laughs> they make you think and laugh at the same time. A lyrical highlight can also be found in the song Needles, where Serge uses a tapeworm as a metaphor for a drug habit. And the chorus of the song is something you'll be singing for days on end, making you your closest friends go, what the?
1: <laughs> yeah, true. It's a weird lyric. It is. Okay, Caleb says it's the greatest album ever made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know this is going to be a long one. Oh, if yeah. it's the greatest album ever made. Seriously, this is an incredible album, and System of a Down are truly are a truly unique band that have become the success they are through creating music like nothing heard before. New metal is simply a genre label that was created in order to allow other bands with a unique sound to belong to. Yeah, that's generally how genres work. Yeah, <laughs> this is something that System of a Down created. did they create the label? The new metal no. name? Okay, well, no, wrong. Um, They were a band that stripped away that label of being a rock band and essentially created a genre of their own. Wow, that's extremely wrong, but okay. Tonkian is the lead vocalist of the band, and the band is an... Oh Jesus Christ, I can read. Serge Tonkian, the lead vocalist of the band, is an rock band and essentially created... Oh, 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 I see what I'm doing here. It's, I mean, they're very poorly written. It's fine. I'm going to skip to the next yeah. part then. Along with being an utter genius at what he does, I think we can all agree that listening to how some of SOAD's songs are constructed Serge Tonkin is possibly a little bit insane. The good kind, not the OJ Simpson kind. Cool.
0: Okay, wait. let's just unpack that for one second. What is the good kind? I don't know what that really Maybe means. Maybe like, Beto- like, you know, like Beethoven they- Insane. I guess, but Beautiful no one, mind insane. No one ever was ever like, thank God Beethoven is
1: insane. Yeah. And also this review is written in 08. So like yeah. OJ is not exactly a topical reference here, but
0: no one ever said OJ was insane true, either. True. Like true, true. everyone's like, yeah, he's a murderer, but no one was like, you know why you murder those people? Cause he's insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's not a great comparison. Yeah. This album is considered by many to be the to be the system's best album to <laughs> date. You know, other than mm-hmm. the one other one. Right. And from turning on track one prison song, you come to realize how inventive, talented, and intelligent this band really is. The first song simply points out the hypocrisy of the legal system when it comes to drugs. It points out the convenience of drugs being on our streets, and less money being spent on treatment and more on prisons. When research does show that treatment should receive the most money from the government... I don't, look at this guy. It's a brilliant song that shows quite clearly the intelligence and political mind of the band. This is something that should be brought up to the mainstream more often, and it's a shame that even now bands like this are looked down upon simply because of their sound. This guy's trying to victimize himself. Oh, yeah. Honestly, this is an amazing album and for those fans of music in general who keep an open mind and are quite experimental in their tastes. Then I promise you'll be pleasantly surprised.
0: I would even say it's like... I mean, it's experimental, but it's not like... It's not like weird. It's not
1: out... No, 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 that. No. It's not
0: weirdo. Like, Frank Zappa's way weirder than this. Yeah.
1: But these are also... Could be, I mean... Uh, how old do you think these are? That's the thing are? is, yeah.
0: Like I I also have to I have to pause and go, oh yeah, the reason why we're reading these videos is cuz they're not professional professional credit. Right. We got know?
1: them from Amazon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the last one I have is just from Oh, the other thing that they do a lot of times is they review the purchasing process. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: So the
0: subject of this this is from this is from July 10th of 2020. The subject line is fast delivery. Great. RS wrote. It's a decent political band if you like start and stop fast paced new metal. My wife likes it. So you know how that goes.
1: (laughs) No, I don't. No, I have no idea. What does that
0: mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. So we've heard from the critics. We've heard some from the fans here, Uh, Katie. I would love to hear your final thoughts on the record. And if you want to give it a a rating of one to five hot topics, I'll take that too.
1: One to five hot topics. I spent so much money at hot topic in high school.
0: The only thing i I'll tell you the only thing I think I've ever bought at hot topic ever. I think. Is DJ Shadows introducing it on CD? I think that's the only thing I've ever
1: bought. One. I, but basically, there was a point in time when most of my wardrobe was T-shirts I got at Hot Topic. Sure. Yeah. Um. This album. Well, for me, it's hard to rate this because the nostalgia here is so heavy. Sure. It is my one of my all time top five favorite albums ever. Mm-hmm. It's a five for me. Yeah. And I don't. Know enough. I'm not a good enough music critic. I don't have the vocabulary or the knowledge to separate the nostalgia from the quality. I can't speak, I can't actually speak to the musicality of this album. I just know that I love hearing it Uh and that a good chunk of that is because it defined the early 2000s for me.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, But it also seems to me like you're, it, it seems like fairly monolithic for you. Like it doesn't feel like you're reliving those days. I feel No, like that's true. Watching you listen to it, like, you're still in the moment.
1: I very much am. Yeah. 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 I love it. No, I love it. And you're right. It, it, it. But I'm a nostalgia. This is something Tim and I talk about all the time because we're very different music listeners and sure. I am heavily, heavily influenced by nostalgia as my motivating factor sure. for anything I listen to. And this definitely falls in that category. So it just brings okay. me back to a time and, like, I think they are genuinely amazing songs, amazing guitar riffs. That harmonizing will never not fucking wow me yeah but none of that would i don't none of that matters because it's just the one of the deepest parts of my heart yeah so
0: that's i love it no that's as good of a review as as i want so that's great um i actually wrote quite a bit here uh (laughs) so i so i but i said what to even say about this album it's always a struggle for me to talk about the smash hits because so much has already been said by critics but i'll do my best Everything that was on System's self-titled debut is here, but it's all dialed up to the next level, and the band has plenty of new tricks, too. Needles is the perfect example of this Combining the driving riffs of Serge's howls and crooning, a melodic bridge, and the sort of silliness of talking about tapeworms. And then they add in those hey chants that sound like something you'd expect when watching Gomez Adams, <laughs> and Fester Adams, dance the Mamushka. <laughs> uh, both Prison Song and Deer Dance have a, the political leanings of a public enemy or rage against the machine, or even refused, um, winking at those of us, myself included, who might think our armchair activism is enough to enact real yeah. progress. These men, all four of them, come from a place that will forever be haunted by a genocide, a genocide that until relatively recently wasn't even acknowledged. In America, we think we've seen fascism, especially given the last couple of years. We think we've seen corruption. To the members of System of Down, it's inescapable, an actual crime perpetrated upon their families, and one, one most people have overlooked for over a century. Toxicity isn't always heavy metal, or heavy, even when it's still heavy. The more I listen to Jet Pilot, the more I'm in awe of the way Surely, excuse me. Surely, I can't talk. Surely, <laughs> one of the most impressive, interesting, and dynamic frontmen of all time uses words that we all understand, but by arranging them as he does and refusing to give any more context, the meaning sort of falls away. The vocals become part of the music, the same way that the riff and the riffs and the beats are. He's not the reason for the song; he's just a part of it. Maybe the words wired were the eyes of a horse on a jet pilot. One that smiled when he flew over the way means something to him, or maybe he's just having fun with a lyrical experiment. Lines like Toxicity's Jab, you, what do you own the world? How do you own disorder? Showcase another strength of Serge's lyrical skills. It feels confrontational at first, that almost accusatory you, but the more you sit with it, the more enlightening it begins to feel. An alternative reading of the line could be, you're just one person, you don't have to take on everything. It encourages the listener to give themselves a bit of grace in an increasingly terrifying world. With Serge, you never really know what to expect, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. This is the guy who, in the same song, made an earworm of the line, eating seeds like a pastime as a pastime activity. There are no fucking rules, man. No. Also, goddamn, is it fun to sing along with. It's rare in the show that I can do something like Mimic Darren's Anymore on ATWA <laughs> and not feel like I'm making fun of the singer. These are serious dudes, but not overly so. I mean, they wrote a song about bouncing on a dick like a pogo stick. It's true. But I think the real appeal of Toxicity for me is that for all the insight and all the political stances they take, the band doesn't position themselves as some sort of high priests or thought leaders. So many times I feel like artists write from a point of view that demands validation, that requires acceptance of their own perspective. This is my experience and you will acknowledge it. I don't feel the same demands from Serge and Darren and John and Chavo. They might be on some next level shit, but they're also down in it with us. The Mm. acknowledgement of the Armenian genocide, notwithstanding much of the legal content on the record, is up to interpretation. They're deep thinkers for sure, but they also seem just as comfortable going with their guts. The stuff that doesn't make sense from a cerebral perspective, the stuff that feels wrong when viewed through the lens of a classical education, becomes inconsequential if you just allow yourself to take the ride. I don't mean that in a Hunter S. Thompson way. More like your body, your spirit, whatever that means, gets it. It doesn't matter if you do. You don't need new software, bro. It's already in you. <laughs> you can find this idea in so many of the songs on the record. Jet Pilot, My Source is the Source of All Creation, Forest, ATWA, Science. All of them at one point or another, in one way or another, say to the listener, chill the fuck out And wh- what you th- about what you think. You know, sometimes shit just is. For this Catholic boy, it's an attractive appeal to, to ditch the dogma. You don't need someone to show it to you. You just need to see it. And if you want to ignore all the all of that and just mosh, that's cool too. There are no fucking rules, man. Ostensibly, I'm supposed to give this record a score. And if I did what I'm supposed to do, I'd say it's a perfect five. But, again, there are no fucking rules, man. Toxicity is what it, what it is. It doesn't need anything from me. Certainly not validation
1: damn that was a dissertation that was good
0: i'll take my phd
1: (laughs) your phd in toxicity studies (laughs) yeah um all right so that's that's
0: toxicity so is the band still around what came next in 2001 the band went on a tour with slipknot throughout the united states and mexico following a performance in grand rapids michigan this is when i was talking about um Mm -hmm. uh where shava was had a physical altercation um he received medical attention from the police despite the incident the tour was a success and Slipknot and System toured on the Pledge of Allegiance tour with Rammstein later in 2001. In late 2001, unreleased tracks from the Toxicity Sessions made their way onto the internet. This collection of tracks was dubbed Toxicity 2 by fans. The group released a statement that the tracks were unfinished material and subsequently released the final versions of the song as their third album, Steal This Album, which was released November 26, 2002, and the day before this shit went triple platinum. And that is where we will return to the band in the future.
1: God, I love that album.
0: <laughs> well, we'll talk about it it's at so some good. point. Uh, so you've never seen System, I've never seen System. No. How much would you pay to see System of the Down live today in 2022?
1: Um, can I also... Can I give you a dollar amount but also yeah. give you the ideal... Like, I do not want to go to a fucking, like, yeah. outdoor gigantic concert where I'm There's just no getting... fucking
0: rules, man. I
1: know. Yeah. So I don't want that. So, but so I yeah, you give me a so,
0: dream scenario.
1: I mean, yeah. if I could literally, like, just be in a... If I could be comfortable yep. and able to rock out yep. and not be smushed and moshed yeah i'd happily pay like 250 300 wow absolutely okay okay the, the most i've ever paid for any ticket to anything was 250 yeah to see john cleese but that also came with a vip package at the end so i met him at the end so that was worth it interesting but i've wanted to see system live i mean how old am i 35 it's i mean yeah. it's been 20 years like that's yeah. and and now it's hard because they they tour europe more than anything else right and they're always these big festivals and that is not my vibe yeah because
0: they'll tour they'll do like six shows and they're all festivals in yes europe.
1: so there's i mean this that's is great. probably not going to happen
0: there i mean they're playing here i thought i thought they were gonna play here
1: you mean the u.s or minneapolis
0: oh you know what no i'm thinking this about other shit i was thinking of tool
1: yeah. oh yeah no, um, I mean, like, if they – I mean, it's never going to fucking happen, but yeah. if they came to, like, Surly, great.
0: Oh, man. They came, Do you
1: Like, go to First – play First Avenue for they, me. That'd be fantastic. Play,
0: yeah, they would – it'd be, it'd be Target Center for sure. If
1: that – like, that's the thing. Yeah. Even that feels too small. And I yeah. would I would go to Target Center, but I would get a seat. I yeah. would not be on the floor.
0: Yeah, I'm a little too old yeah. for that. I, I wrote uh, – I think – you know what? I think I consistently undervalue or just don't have, like – an appreciation for ticket pricing. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I wrote, if I'm flying solo, I go 30, but if it's me and you, Katie Sue getting hit in the pit, I go at least 50.
1: <laughs> you are never going to be able no, to pay that little absurd. ticket. Yeah, no, I know. Getting hit in the pit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, just, I got fucked up knees. I can't be in the pit. Oh, percent. You
1: know? I know. I'm waiting
0: um, So, okay, here's a question I've added. Actually, it's not even new at this point. Do you think System of a Down makes the list of the top 500 bands of all time? And you can interpret that top 500 however you want, but do you think System's in the, on that list?
1: And I can also interpret greatest however I want. Yes.
0: Yeah. So top 500 bands, however yeah. you want to define that.
1: 500. 500. Um, you, so think you've got the Beatles,
0: but then you also have like fucking Chumble. Well, yellow, card. chumble yellow Card. <laughs> you got yellow Card.
1: Yellow Card Right? Right yeah 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 I think in terms I think in and if I'm thinking greatest I'm thinking in terms of cultural influence no 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 I think I'm just telling you how I'm interpreting oh okay sure 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 my interpretation of that is in terms of cultural influence longevity how much we still how much time we still spend with their discography okay and it's not even that's interesting I've
0: never thought of it that way I was just not like Musicianship and songs. That's all I. Oh like no,
1: and I, I think but, I, I think greatest. I think Alexander the Great. No, that's I think, great. Like, I, what like is your, I like their influence on the world, and I do. So I'd say yeah, that they're in the top five hundred.
0: I wrote unquestionably. Yes, they are for sure.
1: Good, good.
0: Um, fuck, we're at the end of the show here.
1: Wow. Katie.
0: So that's gonna do it for System of a Down smash hit album Toxicity. Katie Cisneros, is there anything you want to tell our, our fans about our fans, our, no. listeners. <laughs> what do you our listeners? You want to tell your listeners about promote um anything i know that you're kind of keeping a low profile these yeah. days but like you
1: you got old projects you can tell people about i mean yeah that. Uh, yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna plug tim's dj nights i don't okay. really do anything anymore so with my bear in
0: mind this goes out across the world okay but if you want to hop on a flight Still to msp though. yeah so tell them about tell tell the folks about tim's dj yeah
1: my partner tim's just a he's a fantastic dj and he's got some nights he does vinyl only and he does like disco boogie funk yeah. like it's some really like he's a good shit. DJ. he's a good dj and you can like get information on when his nights are uh follow him on instagram at yeah. nights with tim nights with Tim. nights with tim he's really good and if you're in the minneapolis tw- twin cities area come check him out that's at very the, good
0: so where is it going down and when is so it the there?
1: next one will be this coming wednesday at the white squirrel in st paul
0: great bar or, no, i'm
1: sorry there. no he, he did DJ's sunday first so sunday at rock Eatery in St. Paul. I've never it's been there. really like half a block down from White Squirrel. Oh, okay, right okay. The so Sunday and Wednesday of this week, you can you can see Tim.
0: Okay. Yeah, White great Squirrel, great. great bar in, in St. Paul. New yeah. bar.
1: Fairly well, new. Uh,
0: it's maybe a year old.
1: And it's getting to a year, yeah. yeah. If not already there. Yeah, cool. so I'm promoting Tim. <laughs> and
0: it's free. It's free, right?
1: Oh, yeah. The DJ <laughs> yeah. night's for sure free. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. um As for me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at AndrewSock. You can find all my stuff at AndrewSock.com. I have a Patreon now for all my projects, including life was peachy. So if you like this show and you want to support me, you can find all that at patreoncom slash Andrew sock. There are multiple tiers of support. I appreciate anything you could give because it helps keep this show going. Um, I know not everyone can support this show that way. So please tell your friends about the show, subscribe, review it. Give me five stars, please. Wherever you get your podcast that helps grow the show. If you can share it on Facebook, Reddit, Twitch, all that shit, you know, I very much appreciate it. it. sounds like something small, but honestly, it helps a lot. Um, you can send any thoughts you have about the show to Life Was Peachy podcast at gmail.com or at lifewaspeachy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There's links to Spotify playlists for the palette cleansers and our favorite songs for every episode at lifewaspeachy.com. And check out 40podcast.com to find out more about all the other great shows on our network. I want to say thank you to my guest. Katie Cisneros. Thank you. Thank you. And to Peter Higinian for the background information about the um, Armenian American experience. And of course, to all of you listeners. And now we are at my favorite part of the show, on our way out the door. I always invite my guests to choose a song of any genre, any style, to act as a palate cleanser. Um, so, Katie, Sue Cisneros, tell me what <laughs> you want to hear and why you picked it.
1: So I actually didn't pick this. When I mentioned to Tim that this was my job to pick a palette cleanser, he was like, "You know, I don't know why, but the first thing that comes to my mind is the Flower People song from Spinal Tap." Okay. So one of the early like, in Spinal Tap movie, like one of the yeah. early songs, is this. Is this? It's like from like psychedelic, this, the psychedelic like sixties, Exactly. sixties era. It grooves.
0: Okay. Um. So the, yeah, the song is called "Listen to the Flower People." Um. So here, let's just jam it out. Um, till next time I'm Andrew Sock this has been Life Was Peachy may your D's always be dropped may your beards always be weird <laughs> and may your faith always be blind.
2: listen to what the flower people say ah, listen it's getting loud Like a bolt out of the blue. Ah, listen, it could be calling now for.